Hey there, and welcome to Shadow Facts. That's facts as in horse treat-sized pieces of information, a podcast about Lord of the Rings. But only the horse parts. I'm Joey. And I'm Caitlin. And And this this is is our our oath. We vow to discuss every horse mentioned or visible in both the Lord of the Rings books and film adaptations, and we do mean every. We vow to rank every horse mentioned above. We vow to rewrite one of Tolkien's songs per episode to be about horses, live on the pod. And last but not least, we vow to answer the call of Gondor when the beacon is lit. By which we mean, answer your questions about Lord of the Rings horses to the best of our ability. Episode 13. Is that true? Y- yes? No, isn't... Isn't the episode with rain episode 13.5? No, it's... No, that's tw- 12.5. Here we are in this unnumbered episode. <laughs> we can archive horses, but not archive... But can't keep Time. track of episode numbers. Or episodes. Yeah. Too many. I can only count one thing, and it's horses. Anything else you ask me to count, mm. shit out of luck. Shit out of luck. It my, my ability to count things is an extremely finite resource, and I have used all of it. Yeah. All gone. No more. Yeah. Um. We're back. I'm, yeah, we're, we're back. It's been a little bit. It's been a little bit since we've been in Middle Earth. Yeah. Um, and I, this is the first episode we're recording in my new place. Yeah. Everyone hear that delicious new room, room tone. Yeah. Maybe you can hear my fridge Shh, Joey, in this room. room. Tone. Oh, okay. Wow. That's nice. There are a lot more cars that drive past here. And I'm closer to my fridge, which does have a significant hum, as does my heater when it turns on. But I don't have to contend with other people living in the same house, watching TV or talking near vents. Also, I think you being physically closer to your fridge is a net positive, even if there are some, like, auditory side effects. (laughs) It is. (laughs) It's incredible to not have to, like, walk across the house to get to the kitchen. I mean, I guess I'm walking across the house, but it's a much smaller house. (laughs) Um, we are going to introduce ourselves. That that was... You you literally go first in everything that we do. I know, but I was trying to be more considerate and, like, not... I was waiting. I always go second. (laughs) We're introducing ourselves this time uh, at the top of the episode because... Um, that's good podcast etiquette. Hi. Yeah. I'm Caitlin. 
My pronouns are they, then. I'm... Oh, wait, no. Mm, do you... Is that it? Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh no, it's just, we just haven't done this in a while, and we don't usually do this part. I mean, we're trying to, you know, more often, but I'm just suddenly, like, I can't remember what our intro and outro who, say. Who am I? What is this part? Where, where are Presumably, we? Presumably... We talk about our Twitter handles in the outro, so we don't have to talk about them here. Okay, hi, yeah, I'm Yeah, because Joey. it's not actually for people to find us. It's it's for people to have that kind of touchstone of, like, this voice belongs to so-and-so, this yes. voice belongs to so-and-so. Yes. This voice here is Joey's. Although I'm... if you're fucking 14 episodes, sorry, 13, I don't know, <sighs> if you're however many episodes into the show where we just list horse names and you can't tell us apart yet, I don't think the intro is going to fix it for you. I don't know. It it. I've listened to some podcasts where, like, I hit episode 14, and then I'm finally starting to put it together. <sighs> yeah. Am I, am I alone in that? I don't, I don't know. I f- because I feel okay. like that transition from, like, listening to a new thing and kind of being unsure about how to tell people's voices apart like, one, yeah. that's way more a thing for me on, like, ensemble casts where there's, like, six or seven voices instead of, like, two people. And I feel like that trans, like, especially with podcast, where you go from, like, oh, a new podcast. Like, who are these strangers to, like, these are my best friends so quickly. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I definitely, like, there's a podcast I listened to for a while that was just, like, two people. And it took a long-ass time oh for God, me Joey. to be able to, like... <laughs> consistently tell them apart were they like particularly same voiced or i don't think so i think i'm just bad at it yeah that's fair anyways i'm joey my pronouns are they or he wow now we can talk about horses um we should say oh go ahead no you go ahead uh this episode covers Return of the King, the film oh, wow, that's from I minute marker one ten thirty four to one twenty nine oh five. Now, eagle-eyed viewers might note that is less than twenty minutes. First of all, we haven't done this in a while, and second of all, don't worry, it is still plenty of horses. Yep. Yeah. Have I just... enjoy. Enjoy this in-depth coverage of 19 minutes of horses. I just don't think, I just don't think we understood when we were children talking about doing a Horses of Lord of the Rings podcast and were considering fellowship. I just don't, I just don't think we remembered what it was like here in the back half. I certainly didn't. Hey, do you want to start another band and call it 19 minutes of horses? Joey, we can't. We can't start. A, that's a great name. We should archive it. We we are not allowed to start another project with just the two of us. That is off limits. We stream. We have a podcast. We did a. We did. We just did it. We just started a band. We cannot. I. You know. I just. No. <laughs> okay. Um. Horses. So. The This section of Return of the King starts uh, pretty grimly with Faramir and some guys in Osculiath. Oh my god, what if we started a band called Faramir and his guys? Faramir, <laughs> Faramir and some guys. Uh, yeah, Osculiath 
Oscalia They're being is... just overrun by orcs and it's brutal. Yeah, things things aren't going well in Osgiliath. There's lots of people getting like crushed with hammers and stabbed. It's it's a bad time all around. There's one particular like scene here which is just like makes my heart pound, which is like Faramir is is kind of trying to rally everyone to retreat and is like booking it through the streets, like his second uh, whose name is Madril, which I definitely remembered and haven't looked up like five or six independent times, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. gets like struck down and he kind of comes around a corner and there's some some archers, some of his archers waiting for him and he like sidesteps them and those people immediately shoot the orcs behind him. It's just, it's really intense. Yeah. Yeah. Very and intense. We kind of start off with the horse heavy scenes right away. Um, I kind yeah. of want to, let's talk about, like, the general shape of what happens in this segment and kind of, uh, because it's horse-heavy at the beginning and horse-heavy at the end. And I think yeah. I would like to kind of do, like, the general shape and talk about the non-horse chunk in the middle before we, like, really jump into... Horses. Oh, you don't want to do some heavy horses and then have like a break by talking about Frodo and Sam and then go back to heavy horses? No, I think once, I mean, we can- You just want to shotgun the horses. Just... <laughs> well, here's the thing. Once we're, once we've entered the horse zone, we're, we're in the horse zone, you know? Yeah. You know what I named my new Wi-Fi network? <laughs> oh my God. Did you name it the horse zone? I named it the horse loving zone. <laughs> to change mine <laughs> wow uh, um okay yeah fair so so Faramir calls for a retreat suddenly some of them are on horses suddenly all of them are on horses they're like galloping back from Osgiliath to Minas Tirith and then oh but also there are Nazgul like swooping mm-hmm. in on fell beasts. Yes. Red beasts. Fell beasts. What are they called? Yeah, fell beasts. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Fell beasties. And then like they're galloping. There's like great shots of galloping. Um and then the Nazgul are are and their fell beasts are really like like, you know, they're like grabbing horses and throwing them. And yeah, it continues to be a bad rough. fucking time. It's rough. There's some decent CGI and there's some questionable CGI. Not it's it's not like bad CGI the way that one horse, um, like the Faken brand. Mm-hmm. Was it Faken brand? Yeah, that was Faken no. brand. Okay. Yes. Um. Yeah. It wasn't bad like that. It's just that you see, like, the fell beast, like, with Minas Tirith as the background, and like the lighting just there's some stuff that's off you know that to me it just felt jarring like suddenly things didn't quite look real anymore but i'm very picky about yeah i feel like these movies i feel like that didn't actually i didn't get too much of that during this scene maybe because i was focused i was too like caught up in the action of it to have like that much of a a critical eye especially because yeah it's 
followed by Shadowfax riding out and like Gandalf fighting off the fell beast with this huge beam of light. And that all of that works so well for me that I might not have seen it kind of because of how much I like that following scene. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I did like that following scene. I just, I don't know. I I also like, I went much longer you know, between watches of this movie than you ever have. Um, (laughs) And so, you know, there's not like, there's some nostalgia, but not in the same way, right? Where like, you've just seen something so frequently as you've changed that like, it kind of like, you don't well, and, 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 with, and in that moment, with fresh eyes in the same way. I, I'm watching the thing that's happening, but I also am thinking about the thing that I love that I know is coming up. Right. And I could not predict what is coming up because I don't remember like those kinds of specifics at this point. Yeah. I mean, I do now, but not before watching this. Anyways, so yeah, um, Gandalf gallops out with Pippin. I don't know and why I'm Pippin like, needed re- to be really, there. Like, like, you can just, like, let Pippin chill. There are poor, so poor many guy. nice little marble benches in Minas Tirith. <laughs> like, sit this one yeah. out. He could be looking through one of those windows with a potted plant in it. Oh, my God. We'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then Gandalf, like, shines his, you know, flashlight staff at the Nazgul <laughs> and they fly Okay. Away. I'm sorry. <laughs> No, so, it was good. It was like a moving scene. <laughs> yeah, it, it sounds super moving to you. <laughs> Moved by the hundred lumens of this flashlight. So, yeah, so Gandalf, like, fights off the fell beast and kind of ushers all these writers inside. Um, Shadowfax, not Shadowfax, Shadowfax and Gandalf are not the same person. You know how, like, like really long, intense friendships, you kind of, like, take on elements of each other? Uh, uh-huh. That's Shadowfax and Gandalf to me, baby. Yeah. Um, I don't want to talk Do too much about what Gandalf happens in that scene, because we'll talk about- starts just, like, nickering in response to people. <laughs> oh my god. It's like, it's like all those, like, portrait- all those portrait series about, like, people and- their dogs who like look alike. It's Gandalf and Shadowfax with their both beautiful flowing white manes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Wow, I'm just picturing now the like the scene where like Gandalf is lovingly braiding Shadowfax's mane and someone is lovingly braiding Gandalf's beard. It's someone like a little like trick. Oh my god, of course. Wow. Um anyways Faramir goes in to see Denethor and, like, report the loss of Esgiliath, uh, and there's a really- Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're not gonna talk about the gates opening? No, because we'll talk about it- We'll talk- We're we're not going into the horse zone yet, Yeah, but that's not- I mean, that's not archiving horses. It's just talking about what's, you know, what's happening. Yeah, I just assume that we'll get into the details of those scenes when we, like, set them up, because we have to do some of that anyways. That's there's some fine. cool fucking gates. We'll get to it. Trust okay. me. I will there's not. There's a little, there's a little moment with Faramir and Gandalf before Faramir gets lectured by Denethor. Yes. So Faramir like finds Gandalf in the crowd um, to tell him also that us- Faramir just has like the bummer job of like one experiencing the like s- 
<laughs> the route of Osgiliath and then being the poor guy who has to like tell everyone about it. Yeah. And but- is also staring at Pippin and Gandalf is like, this is not the first halfling you've seen. And Pippin, Pippin like is breaking eye contact. Like Pippin is uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wasn't quite sure like actually how to, how to read Pippin there. Other, I mean, I guess like probably if someone you hadn't seen before were just like staring really intensely at you, like it would be uncomfortable, but. Well, I, I think. I think it's partially that and also partially like this is I think like their interaction in Gondor so far has been like explaining the death of Boromir to Denethor. And so I think part of the discomfort there is knowing that Faramir is Boromir's like little brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, And also, yeah, just being like intently and like emotionally stared at by a person you haven't met. Pippin's had a rough couple of days. Um, and yeah. so that leads Faramir, that leads Faramir to tell Gandalf about Frodo and Sam, which is a nice little moment. Yes. Yeah. That he's seen them alive. And it's, yeah, it's good. I like that moment really like was exciting to me. Well, because we just, we just get good, like close up of Ian McKellen's eyes and like him acting with his beautiful little yeah. eye wrinkles yeah yeah uh, and then we go into an excruciating denethor and faramir scene where like God. denethor is dressing him down for the loss of us gilead and just being like a, a fucking horrible father and leader and so rough this is also when denethor this scene specifically sorry is about Denethor learning that Faramir let the ring go. Yes. Yeah. And Denethor is, like, spinning up his own thing about how, like, like, Boromir should be here with the ring. And Faramir is like, no, Boromir, Boromir would have been turned by it. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's so emotional. And then Denethor kind of, in the emotional extremes, actually sees Boromir over Faramir's shoulder and like his whole demeanor changes you know he like reaches out he's like my son and you can see like Faramir Faramir says you know kind of in like a tremulous voice like father and you like you can just see like each of them realizing what's happening it's it it hurts yeah, Faramir's eyes just, like, slowly go dead again, like, when Denethor, like, as, as like, Denethor's vision of Boromir disappears and Denethor's face kind of changes again and, like, goes back, like, ugh, it's just, it's, it's rough. Yeah. <sighs> um, And then we get some Frodo, Gollum, Sam, our favorite... <laughs> yeah i our favorite I, good times party for a little light change of pace in my notes i call them Gollum and fram <laughs> excuse me Gollum and fram frodo sam ah, fram yeah fram fram yeah yeah um this is m- mainly like setup action for what's going to happen next they're like climbing the horrible stairs of Kirith Ongol, it's this really high view, like, looking down 
to um, what is the name of that terrible city? Nina Smorgel? Nina Smorgel beneath them. And it's very like vertigo inducing. They're climbing. It's bad. Frodo almost slips. Frodo is like kind of stuck on the ledge and struggling and we see Gollum go to start to help him and then see the ring and he's like he's got his hand out really menacingly like clearly like doing fucking like cartoon eyes at the ring and Sam behind Frodo is like trying to draw his sword while still being on this horrible cliff face and then Gollum grabs his hand and helps him up and it's kind of a an uncomfortable anticlimax. Yeah, but like it's clearly like to Frodo, it looks like that's what Gollum was gonna do the whole time, and Sam is just overreacting. But to the audience and to Sam, it's very clear that Gollum was going for the ring. Yeah, and yeah, then, definitely. You know, and then changed course because, yeah. And and covered it up and then, like, makes it look like it's all in Sam's head. And it's so fucking shitty feeling. Yeah, actually, I, I do think that's a thing this movie does really, really well. Is the kind of framing of these scenes so that, like, it is very obvious that, like, we and Sam can see what is happening and Frodo cannot yeah. in a way that is, like... Yeah. It, like, it is infuriating. Yeah. Yep. And so <sighs> they decide to um, stop there for the night. And then we cut back to uh, Pippin and Faramir for a, an actually very sweet little aside. For whatever reason in my notes, I've actually written uh, Peregrine instead of Pippin. Oh, wow. There's Feeling very formal, first, I guess. First, there's a very brief moment between the Witch King and... Um, oh, Gothmog. Yes, and Gothmog, the orc leader, um, saying, like, the age of men is over, now is time for orcs or whatever. Yeah. It's it's orc time, baby. That's what it's he or- says. <laughs> <laughs> the episode title, orc time, baby. Um, And then there's also you see Gandalf with soldiers. I wrote Gandalf with soldiers. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then yeah. I wrote Pippin and Hall with Faramir. Yeah. Uh. So this is Pippin. Ugh. This is another like great framing. It's like Pippin in one of these like horrible, cold, oversized Gondor halls, like sitting on a little marble bench by himself. And we can see that he's wearing actual like Gondor livery, like the black velvet with mm-hmm. the silver embroidery of the tree of Gondor. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of upbraiding himself about about <laughs> immediately swearing an oath of fealty to see yeah. this random ass steward. Um, and from off camera, I'm actually not sure how Faramir, Faramir heard him from like fucking two rooms away and is walking in like, no, no, no. <laughs> it was it was well done. And they're they're chatting and Pippin says that he's surprised that they found livery to fit him. And Faramir kind of like obliquely references that it was his when he was young, which... Yeah. This this episode, not gonna lie, mainly bumper... Bum, bumpers. 
Bumpers is my hobbit name. <laughs> Bumpers Baggins. <laughs> Bumpers Baggins. Uh, main, mainly Bumpers. But this is such a sweet moment. Yeah. It's really sweet. It's nice to have a good moment, too, with Faramir, because, like, we're really heading into, like, the worst of the Faramir. I mean, and best of. But the, yeah. the most tragic points of Faramir's story. So it's nice to have this yeah. this little moment. And it's also nice for, like, Pippin to, like, have any fucking points of contact in Gondor because we don't get any of um, of his yeah. book friends, Bella, Bella Grand and his son. His yeah. name also starts with a B. Little little Bellagrand. Bellagrand Jr. Yep. Uh, and then we go back to Gollum and Fram. No, no, no. Then we go to Pippin swearing fealty. Uh, really? Yep. I thought that happened in the same scene where he sings. No. Okay. I don't... Mm, I don't think so. I think, like... After that scene in the hall, Pippin goes in, like, he's, he's, he was waiting in the hall to be called in to swear fealty. Oh, oh, and oh. And he, like, swears his oath. And then, when we return to that scene later, um, Denethor is eating and asks him to sing. Okay. Um, yeah, oh, god. P- like, Pippin, like, nervously stumbling over his vows, and, like... You can see all of his emotions on his face when he has to kiss Denethor, Denethor's ring. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then it is... Wait, then is that... Is that also where Denethor... Like, where Faramir says, like, okay, then I'll I'll go? Like, where they have mm-hmm. that conversation? Hold on. Let's... Okay. Oh, oh, oh God. Okay, so... Yes, this answers multiple questions. So, um, Gandalf plus soldiers is titled Courage is the Best Defense. That's when Gandalf oh. is on the parapets and all the soldiers are like, is Rohan coming? And Gandalf just says, eh, Courage is the Best Defense at this point. <laughs> <laughs> which is like, yikes. Uh. Uh, and then Peregrine of the Tower Guard, which is um, Pippin and... Faramir's conversation of delivery, and then, yes, allegiance to Denethor. Yes. So, the scene kissing, the scene ring kissing scene. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's rough. Yeah, but, so then, is that also where Faramir and Denethor have their, like, second conversation where... Faramir's. No, that no, that's the sacrifice of that's the sacrifice of Faramir, which happens after uh the parting of Sam and Frodo. Okay. There there's okay. A, a cut. Yeah. Cause I know that's where they ride out, but I wasn't sure if that's Yeah. 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 Okay. Um so we after that we jump back to Gollum and Fram. Yes. And this is Gollum doing a little trick. Yeah, Frodo and Gollum appear to be sleeping. Sam is keeping watch. Sam then lets himself drift off when he's pretty sure that Gollum is asleep. And as soon as Sam is asleep, Gollum's eyes open 
this is such a fucking horror movie moment because it's literally like yeah. he's doing these like like wheezy little fake snores and as soon as Sam the instant Sam is asleep the snores stop and Gollum's eyes like creep open in the same instant it's so creepy yeah it's yeah it's also a, and it's one of those moments that is startling in its silence Mm-hmm. And not because of like a loud noise, you know? Yeah, yeah, it 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 really is. And also I wanna talk about we don't talk that much about like camera work because neither of us are film people and you yeah. Know. Uh but I this really stuck out to me. So I've talked a lot about how in the scenes of Kirif Uncle, they're always they always film it from this really interesting angle. So you get the sense not only of just like looking down, but it's like almost overcorrected. So it you, it really does this sense of vertigo. In yeah. this entire scene where like uh, where Gollum like pops awake, he sneaks over, he grabs the Limbus bread and crumples some of it on Sam and throws the rest of their supplies away. The camera is always moving, which is a difference from how we see. It's a diff- It's a big difference in how it's usually shot. So it feels really off-putting because it, and the camera, it's, it's you know, they're not just kind of like vertical pans or zooms in. It's like a really sinuous, like up and down and kind of a cross track. So it feels like the camera is slithering along as Gollum is sneaking around. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. It's I didn't really, notice that, but that's, that's really interesting. It's, I found it really striking. Um, so Gollum does his little thing to frame Sam, and then we get the payoffs of that right away. It fucking sucks. It sucks so much. Um, so... I don't even... Ugh. It just makes me so sad. I know. So... Oh, oh, this is, this is interesting. We talked about the segment in the book. A lot because it's such it's like our favorite I think like Sam and Gollum interaction that we've had so far in the books yeah and, so, and also I mean the whole scene is just incredible like you have this like Frodo and Sam falling asleep uh, like on uh, each other together and then yeah. this real moment of like empathy with Gollum and Gollum like reaches out to Frodo and then Sam wakes up and is like you know, immediately defensive of Frodo. Um, yeah. And, and yeah. that's pretty and much all of the stuff. Yeah. And that a lot of that happens here. This, the scene still hits, but it definitely, we talked about how it, it lacks some of the emotional resonance of the books. One, because you don't have Sam and Frodo falling asleep on each other. Yeah. Fucking and- coward, Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson, I just want to talk. Okay, <laughs> I just want to talk. They... Turn on your location. Ugh. Yeah, and well, and also, interest like Gollum gets the complete flipped one eighty edit here. Like this is full villain edit for Gollum. Like with yeah, that creepy scene of... of him, like his eyes snapping open. Right. Instead of a moment of like seeing a potential redemption for Gollum, you know, seeing like him have this moment of seeing Frodo and Sam together and f- 
feeling something. God, yeah, what is what is that fucking line from the book? It's like the his long years which had carried him far from home and friends and everyone he had ever known. Like some Yeah. Like Yeah. The, yeah, you, um, there is none of that to be found No, here. instead, like, he's doing something actually villainous, and so Sam is, I mean, even more justified in waking up and being like, hey, what are you doing? Um, and then Gollum is, you know, well, and, and then, Gollum, they, then they have that conversation here... about, like, sneaking. Yeah, right, right. But it, like, without without there being that, like, Gollum being caught in this moment of vulnerability, like, his kind of shitty reaction to it, like, it just doesn't, there's no nuance to it. Like, no, there's no, it's just, like, we can't understand. shitty. Right, right. And so, you know, they have, you know, the, the, you know, what are you doing? Sneaking, sneaking. And Sam goes to wake up Frodo. Frodo says something about how it's always dark. Sam goes to hand Frodo some food and realizes that the food is gone. And yeah. Gollum immediately starts in on the, like, um, on to, to, sorry, to Frodo, saying, like, Sam is always sneaking food when you can't see, and calls him greedy, and repeatedly calls him fat in a way that I really don't like. Yeah. And then um, points to the little fucking crumbs all over Sam that he has placed there. And also Gollum is doing the like, well, it couldn't have been me. Like, you know, like like, nasty elfish bread. I can't even eat it. And he has extreme, like, I'm just asking questions tone throughout the scene. It just made me want to punch him. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's so much gaslighting, you know? And, and it really captures like how fucking like, just like maddening it is in in both the sense of like anger and also like insanity (laughs) like doubting one's you know perception of reality like it's it's just like to encounter that kind of like manipulation and lying is so yeah i mean i don't have a, a good enough words for it but um it's well it's just so impossible to like cope with and right. to like well, see and- the person you care about like being, you know, turned against you and you can't like fight back. Right. And and Gollum here, like Gollum is like Gollum is on some real next level villain shit because he has he knows exactly how each of them will react and uses that to kind of play them against each other. Like earlier yeah. Um, when he was helping Sam, when, God, I keep doing that. When he was helping Frodo up earlier in that scene where it's, it's very obvious to us that he was tempted by the ring, but not yeah. to Frodo. He also warns Frodo that, um, Sam will try and take the ring from him soon. Yeah. And that is in fact what happens. So Sam is, is so frustrated because he, it's very obvious to him what Gollum has done and now is trying to use it to like spin them off of each other and he kind of at his wits end about how to help says to Frodo like let me let me lighten the load for you and help carry the ring yeah which it is also prompted because like 
Frodo is exhausted. Like yeah, Sam obviously. like ta- like recognizes that and says something about that first. And you know, and then is like, you know, maybe I could help in this way. Um, yeah, and when when Sam is offering this to it's shot it's like kind of slow motion and very zoomed in on Sam's lips as he speaks, which in another yeah. context would, would mean a very different thing. Yeah, but there's all this sinister music happening because we're seeing it kind of like from Frodo's like paranoid perspective. Yeah, um, which always does um, kind of interesting camera and sound stuff. Yeah, but yeah. I feel like it's, you know, it's zoomed in on Sam's lips because there's this sense of betrayal, right? And Frodo is used to looking at those lips with love and longing. And now he right. sees them, it's an inversion, you know, yeah. giving him what he thinks is, yeah. And then they have just the most fucking heartbreaking dialogue. Like, this is such a performance from Sean Astin because he's kind of like God. crying and his voice is cracking. Um, um... And Frodo says, like, you know, Sam is saying, like, Gollum is the problem. Like, Gollum has done this. Gollum is lying about it. And Frodo, in his, like, kind of weird, half-tranced state, says, like, no, Sam, you're the problem. Sam says, but he's a liar. He's poisoned you against me. And his voice is, like, breaking just like my heart. I know. My head is just in my hands right now. I can't even. It's... And this is the thing that, like, gets me the most. Frodo says... You can't help me anymore. And Sam, like, this is the most, this is like, this 10 seconds of dialogue back and forth It is I genuinely, I think, the most anguish we see, like, uh, like, emotional anguish in the entire series. Yeah. Um, Frodo says, you can't help me anymore. And Sam says, you don't mean that. And then Frodo responds with, go home uh, yeah I'm not okay bro yeah it, it it's it really is it's such a good performance from sean astin and this scene literally yeah. ends with like he just starts crying and he just like he just crumples like all his all of all of his strings have been cut like the things that give him momentum and meaning are just cut and he just crumples and cries and Gollum and Frodo head off. That's the end of the scene. Ugh. <sighs> yeah. Um, okay, this is maybe a silly question. I just, yeah. I've, so because, like, we've been doing, you know, book and movie at the same time, I have now gotten very confused about what <laughs> happens in... Yeah. You know, like some of the differences I know, but some of them I'm like, fuck, has this happened in the movie already? Has this happened in the book already? Does it I mean, ha- it's you know? also been like fully and, two months since we did our last right. book episode. Which and I'm help. just like, so like, does Frodo send Sam home in the book? And if so, has that happened already? Or have we yet to get there? Yeah, no, no, no. It happened. It, it, it already... It happened and we talked about it and I've just completely forgotten. No, well, wait. Oh god, what does happen? Oh my god, we're showing the glasses. I I had a memory of talking about it, but then I couldn't remember like how Sam returns to Frodo. No, it does it does happen on this on the stairs. Right? I'm pretty sure it happens 
we talked about it is oh my god hold on we might need to do a little side google i'm pretty sure there's the the part where like sam considers leaving after he thinks frodo is dead and Uh -uh. then he decides no it, it happens on the stairs oh no this does not happen in the book no this does not happen in the book okay i here's the other thing that's confusing is that like i've read I've read this section in Molly's fanfic. Oh. And so, so like, I, I've read these lines, you know, the scene of him going home. Yeah. But I, oh. I couldn't remember, like, that fitting in the context of the book. And I was just like, yeah. Couldn't. No, 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 no. Yeah, I was getting, I was getting mixed up. Because in the book, Sam's leaving is, like, leaving what he thinks is Frodo's corpse. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, don't take a don't take a fucking two month break from the podcast. Uh that's it and no other reason. We've never gotten confused about book and movie continuity before on the podcast. Yeah, it's definitely just because of our holiday break and my move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Okay, we gotta continue. Um Well, great news. Is that's it horse it. time? That's it. That's the end of the section today. It's fucking horse time, baby. Oh, right, because, yeah, because that's where we watched a little further, but we're not. Really and then stopped. realized, and then realized what a, a, a large mouthful of horses we'd already, yeah, already we had, we had a moment of horse hubris and had to recant. Joey, we've had nine months of horse hubris. It's called Shadow Facts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so back to the beginning. Hey, remember the actual horse called hubris? Oh, yeah, poor me. Oh, it's Bor- oh, it's Boromir's horse. Yeah, and actually, there's a we'll we'll get to that because we see a thing that's similar to Boromir's horse's tack. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's go back to the beginning of the section. I'll pull up my Google Doc. Please, she's very sick. Um, so this is the line of horses beginning to flee Osgiliath. This is a uh, minute marker one minute one. Uh, never mind. One eleven fifty five. Um. So let's dive right in. Yeah. Our so first that's... four horses are kind of uh. This all these shots are like people are running like left to right across the screen. So the first four horses are in a row that and way. They it's pretty chaotic. Very fast. Super Some of fast. them are so blurry. Like we can't. We're inferring a lot. That's that's what we do. Yeah. Um, first horse is, uh, guess what? A chestnut. Wow. Extremely blurry with an armored rider. We talk, we're going to say armored rider or like ranger a lot in this episode because mm-hmm. everyone on a horse besides Gandalf is either in like Gondor armor, which right. is very uniform, or... They're in some variety of Faramir's sort of like ranger outfit, which is like either a brown or green or some other cloak and like uh, fabric and maybe leather like tunic in like browns and greens. Right. And that, you know, in and the, like in the no fiction helmet. is because Faramir and his men have just rushed down from Ithilien with Frodo and Sam to support the the um, garrison at Osgiliath. Osgiliath, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, 
after that, number two, we have a, a light horse with a gray mane, and the horse has face armor. Uh, the ranger is wearing rider clothing. The rider is wearing ranger clothing and has, uh-huh. we think, dark facial hair? Pretty blurry. Yeah. Uh, third horse is a dark bay with face armor. Honestly, like, every fucking horse has face armor. So, like, I wrote it a lot, but it when, we yeah, don't when, actually when have we're to able specify to... because... Yeah, there's a few different styles we'll, we'll specify when we can tell. Yeah, but you can assume face armor unless we say otherwise. Um, armored armored rider on that one, on the, the dark bay. Yep, uh, and... Oh, wait. Do you remember horse number four? You liked this one. Yes, yes, I... I was confused because I have my... I have the google doc which is like our official document up but i also have my notebook that i actually take my notes in as we go and i was open on another page because it's all just the same fucking word salad over and over again and so i was like getting confused yes okay i do like number four uh it's a chestnut with kind of pale skin around its eyes and nose like it has um like the skin around its eyes specifically looks like um like cats, like with like uh, tabby cats, they have kind of those 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 light rims around their eyes, which I liked. Yeah, and that's a ranger rider. Yes. Um. Yeah. Did you say shapely ears? I think I said that in person, but I think I was embarrassed to put that in the notes. Oh well, that's what I have written down. So I'll, I'm I'll, saying I'll it. add it. She. It did. It did have. It did have nice ears. I feel like a. I feel like a weird, like, <laughs> shapely ears on that th- that their horse. Okay. Okay. Our first horse of the day. What do you want to name it? Uh, it's a fucking chestnut. I love, love to warm up with another chestnut. That's great. Warm up is the horse's name. Mmm. Great. Okay. Uh, horse number two, this gray uh, horse. Wait, hold on. I'm sorry. My Google Doc is okay. not responding. Please. There we go. Okay, warm up. Can we name uh horse number two Fog? Oh, that's cute. That's nice. Knock him out. Uh, let's have we named a, a horse Goose already? I... Yeah, we sure have. Okay, have we? I know I've asked this question before, but have we? Have we finally named a horse Fig now? Um, let me. I don't think so. Oh, let me pull up. Hold on. Let me pull up my. We have. Yeah, we have various names that we gotta. Yeah, so our our list of outstanding names that we would like to use, we have a a big list from Rain, our last guest. Uh Gravy, mm-hmm. Ceviche, Canoodle, Sketchers, Tambourine, Tupperware, Pine Nut, Pine Cone. <laughs> we have uh Swars as recommended by uh Friend of the Podcast Porter, which is Perfect. a Friends of the Table joke. And um also Mustard James from <laughs> Friend of the Podcast Francis. Yep. Um, um, Which is confusing because there are two different friend of the podcast Francis's now. Yeah, there are, aren't there? Yeah. My boyfriend's name is Francis and then there's another Francis. This is from boyfriend Francis. Yes. Boyfriend of the podcast versus friend (laughs) of the podcast. (laughs) Um, No, let's let's name this um, this one Fig. I like that. Okay. Sorry. Did... Did you establish that we have not named a horse fig? 
No, let me. Did you? Ser- can you just do a quick search? Yeah, I'm looking. Uh, we have not named a horse pig yet. Okay, great. Okay, now we finally oh my God. used both oh of my Molly's God. names. Finally. Also, now we have we have Fog and Fig right next to each other, which yeah. is really cute. Wait, wait, but oh, okay. I Fig is. I mean, I mean, not next to each other order wise because we oh, three okay. is in there, but we have Fog and Fig in the same horse group, which is cute. Yes, because okay. we're naming we're naming the cute chestnut fig. Um, I can't remember. Did you mention on this uh, three the last horse? This one, I I think it was just the thing where we the moment that we happened to pause when we were looking at it, but the you could see the whites of this horse's eyes very clearly, like it looked. Oh yeah, like it was in a battle fleeing for its life. Yeah, can we name this horse Pinecone? Yeah, does what part of whites of eyes tri- that fe- you, and the way you said it, it felt like those two made an, an obvious link to you. So I'm curious about what that is. No, I think, um, you know how you call like Hadrian a walnut. Oh yeah, okay. And then I just I felt like this like this I could just imagine being like, oh, this horse is such an anxious pine cone. Yeah, okay. Does, I see I, it. I don't know. And then, like, it's a dark bay, so there's the... And, yeah, that, you know, it's it's a very loose association, but it just... You just... It, you said it so confidently, like, the connection was... Uh, should be immediately visible to everyone experienced. Okay, so we have warm-up, You know fog, how when pine you're a pinecone and you're running from death and people can see the whites of your eyes? Yeah, as happens to all pinecones in the course of their life. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the camera kind of, after, after Fig, pans up. We see Nazgul attacking the shit out of people, pans back down, and we have another um, kind of, like, wedge-shaped line from moving diagonally from left to right down the screen. Yes. And we have five more horses. Here's six. I can count. Six. Yeah. Six. Eight, uh, first. Se- mm, no. Six. Seven. Six. I have 11. Yeah. And what's four plus blank? I don't want to talk about it. First <laughs> off. Fucking hate, fucking hate that you tricked me into doing out loud counting and and math on the regular. I will never forgive you. First up is a chestnut, um, and this is the first time we see a thing we're gonna see a, a lot of this time around, which is a little piece of tack. I don't know what the purpose of it is. I assume just decorative. It's, it's decorative. It's a chest medallion. It's so a chest medallion. Can have jewelry. Yeah, yeah, it's like on the the shoulder strap. We looked up we looked up we looked up the name of this piece of tack before. I don't remember it. It's just a it's, nice little chest it's medallion. It's like a like a breast strap. I think we've mostly oh, yeah. been calling it a chest strap cuz there were a few different names for it, but yeah. Yeah. It's a chest medallion. You know in Ever After? Yeah. Wait, uh, no. What is that? You've never seen Ever After. No, I don't know what that is. It's like a Cinderella story, but like with Drew Barrymore and... No. Oh, it's great. You should watch it. I great. just rewatched it the other day. 
it's it's been called like a post-feminist retelling of Cinderella and um it has what's her face playing the stepmother um who people Who's love. what's her face? Um she's good at playing stepmothers. Um <laughs> She plays. She plays. She plays Morticia Adams. Stepmother. She plays Morticia Adams in Jenna Malone. No. That was the first return on actress good at playing stepmother. (laughs) (sighs) Uh, oh my god, I can see her in this picture. Angelica Houston. Oh, Huston. Huston. Houston. I don't know. It's Houston. It's pronounced it's, Houston. It's H-U-S-T-O-N, so I I understand why one would pronounce it Huston. I was guessing when I said Houston. Angelica Houston plays the stepmother. Wow. Yeah, you're right. Not that yeah. that's who plays it, but she does. Yeah. That's She's like good at stepmothers. <laughs> yeah. And other things, but like, yeah. So anyways, and just also- hasn't... And uh-huh. also, Leonardo da Vinci is a character <laughs> in that movie, and he's like, he's, instead of a fairy godmother, Cinderella has Leonardo da Vinci. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, okay. Sorry, Chester, there's a scene the with a brooch, medallion. and that's where I was going with the chest medallion, was this huge-ass brooch that yeah, one of the stepsisters sure. buys, and then is like... Very, yeah. Anyways, if you've seen the movie, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And if you haven't, then I'm just rambling about Sorry nonsense. for the last four minutes. Um. Uh, this chestnut has a ranger rider who has kind of shorter, light hair. Yes. Um, the next horse is white-ish with the white mane. Um, mm-hmm. Armored rider. Um, and it ha- it has like cuts on its shoulder, like it's yeah, it has getting, like a bloody like, cut up in battle. Yeah, yeah. There's there's like just one that goes like kind of the length of its shoulder on the shoulder closest to the camera, which is there's interesting. Just because more than one. there were multiple cuts. Well, either way, it's interesting because I I don't think we've seen any like fake injuries on the horses in this movie yet which i'm i'm perfectly happy with i don't i don't want to see it um yeah we also don't look very closely at the battle scenes but yeah i feel like this is the most apparent thing we've seen um i said it was pretty muscly looking and its tail kind of uh starts out white and gets grayer toward the end yeah and the rider has gondora armor yeah um next next horse yeah this this one's kind of interesting. Um, this is a chestnut horse. The rider is in ranger garb, um, but has what looks like they have like a cloak like all of the ranger riders do, but also look like they have a long sleeve jacket on. So in this shot, they kind of have their sword up over their head and there's unbroken fabric. It, what looks like an, un, you know, like a single piece of fabric, like from their sleeve, like all the way down to their knee. Um, yeah. And this actor looked like an extra of color to us, which is kind of exciting because you don't see there are many like there are many people of color who work on camera in the films, but most of them are like either Haradrim or are wearing prosthetics. So even though it's very fleeting, it's exciting yeah, to see. Because they're generally cast as orcs and things. Um yeah. because uh 
there's a lot of racism in the making. Both Hollywood of- and Lord of the Rings. Yep. Uh, okay. And then we have a bay with a ranger rider um, whose cloak looked a little more like leathery and less like fabric. Um, looked like they had like slight facial hair, like kind of a neck beard um, and long dark hair. Um, that's, yeah. that's it. Just a bay. Just a bay. Behind that, we have a number nine, a flea-bitten gray with dark gray mane. Uh, this horse also has a chest medallion. Uh, this is maybe one of my favorite, like, um, <laughs> people that we see in this entire yes. segment. <laughs> this rider uh, is in ranger garb has a very fashionable little half pony and has just the fucking most giant full handlebar mustache. Yeah. It's good. Beautiful. Yeah, it's good. It's a it's a it's a strong aesthetic look. Like this is the one person in Gondor who like knows what the fuck they're about, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. like I said, a very, um, like, kind of sporty half pony. We see this rider more clearly from the back, and their hair is, like, kind of cur- It's just nice. It's a nice look. Yeah. Um, I- Okay, so I I was struck mm, a second ago by realizing that, like, we said handlebar mustache at, this, at the time, but when I actually think about it, I think a handlebar mustache, like, is the kind that, like, curls up at- the corners like it's quite wide and then it curls up but some of like if you search handlebar mustache there is you know one of the first results is a mustache more like the one we're talking about but I don't know what else to to call it yeah well so I think I guess there's two different things associated with handlebar mustache one is the kind of like 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 10 years ago hipster look of like waxed product mustache curled at the end i handlebar refers to that but handlebar handlebar also refers to i kind of also think of it as like a biker mustache oh or like i'm seeing it called a horseshoe in some places oh that's that's which is kind of wonderfully meta for us yeah um yeah if you search horseshoe mustache, that's... It's, it's Hulk Hogan's mustache. Yes, and that's one of the results that comes up if you search horseshoe mustache. Wow. Great. Uh, yeah, the the horseshoe. Wow, that really is nice for our purposes. Yeah. Yes. I think it's pretty easy to have a horseshoe mustache and then make it handlebar by waxing it, but it depends on, like, which... Like, if you keep the whole thing short but but shave that that sort of shape or if you leave if you grow out the ends and let them hang down over shaped skin which then gives you versatility but it's a little bit of a different look i don't know if that we makes don't have time sense. we don't have time okay for anyways um that's <laughs> that horse the tonight. next horse is a beautiful dark chocolate bay um with the tree of gondor on its face armor we see lots of this face armor later but this is the first one i noticed also chest medallion and an armored rider if Last you in watch our, series, if, yeah, if you keep an eye on our Twitter, this is the, um, this is the face armor that I, we, I just posted a picture of from the visual compendium. 
Great. And the last horse is a very dark bay with an armored rider we really can't see much of. This guy in the back. Yeah. Yep. Okay, let's name these seven Down the horses. Line. Um, first one is the first chest medallion. Maybe something about that. Medallion. Okay. <laughs> Love it. Dis- incis- I- incisive. Decisive. De- incisors. Dis- decisive. <laughs> What horse? Oh, this was the muscly one with the cuts on the shoulder. Yeah, this one's like an action star. Yeah. Let's name it Wick for John Wick. Oh, perfect. And, and that's I a cute s- I horse never name. I've watched those movies and I should someday. Oh, me neither. Oh, we should um, watch them. Oh, okay. We can watch uh, them and see if there are any horses. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, Darkish Chestnut with the Ranger Rider. Um... What's what's another uh rain name? Rain submitted name. Oh, um let's see. Uh gravy, ceviche, canoodle, sketchers, tambourine, tupperware, pine net, pine cone. Um let's call this gravy. Gravy. That's great like because a, we're getting a darkish chestnut is like that's that's gravy color. Well, so fig is for Molly Knox Ostertag's cat. Gravy is for Rain Clark's cat. So this is this Oh nice. segment okay. named after cats. Good good good. Um okay. And then the the bay uh bay number with, eight. with leather cloak. Yeah. Maybe leather? Sure. Wait, what if we name this horse Suede? Oh, sh- well, but Suede is such a light color. Wh- what? Wait, no, wait. This is another... <laughs> I associate Suede with being a lighter color. I know Suede is... Suede is a texture, not a I... color. <laughs> I know! Okay, fine. We'll name it Suede. I don't want to talk about it. Um. Okay, next is the horseshoe mustache. We need to name this one Hogan. Okay, great. Perfect. <laughs> Um, okay, and then we have the beautiful dark chocolate bay. Um, mm-hmm. uh, oh, with another medallion, and so I'm naming this one Angelica for Angelica Houston. Great. Um, you don't want to name this horse Stepmother? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Uh, next, the very dark bay horse. I think we should name this horse Leonardo because oh, of Leonardo da Vinci and... Also, ever after. Yep. Okay. Okay. That's our first eleven horses. Nice. Um. Then there's a battle scene that we don't talk uh, about hold the up. horses in. Oh. Hold, hold up. Hold up. Hold up. We're not quite there. Okay. Um. So there's some like blurry shots as the scene changes, where like we really can't make out individual horses, so we don't count that. The next thing is a wide shot of the plane in the city as like the oh, line yes, of riders yes. begins to pour out. So at one twelve thirty-five, uh, we get a really clear shot. Um, we counted in this shot about fifty horses, um, but the line yes. is only part way out, so that is not our final count. We're doing with these horses. We're going through naming individuals, but because we see this one group in several iterations, we're doing the thing where we're going to count it as a group. Yes. Um, but we get a we get a clearer shot coming right up at one thirteen nineteen. So the entire group has made it out of the city and onto the plains where they're being like kind of dive bombed by the Nazgul. This is yeah. when Gandalf rides out on Shadowfax. These are really great 
wide shots. Yeah, um, and they're more they're they've scattered a little because of the Nazgul, and they're basically like these this like spread out like scatter map of just black dots, and we counted those dots. Yeah, we did, <laughs> and we came up with seventy five. Yes, we feel so confident about that number. I. Am great Actually, at counting. I feel that number. I feel quite confident about. Uh, yeah, yeah, totally. totally. And we always we always count individually, like silently, and then compare our numbers. And if they match up, we feel like okay, cool. Like we're perceiving this similarly. Yes. So between this, the first wide shot that I mentioned, which is you know a minute ago of them leaving the city in this wide shot there is as joey mentioned there's um there's battle scenes we're doing the same thing that we usually do for battles which is they're really chaotic and a lot of them are about horses um dying and we don't want to focus the camera on that um uh but we see this group of horses a lot so we'll see them later it's fine <laughs> yeah at least the ones that survive oh joe there's definitely in that wide shot, there are definitely like dots on the ground, which are supposed yeah, to be dead horses, which we did that. not count. Or people. They could be dead people. They could be people uh, chilling before they get back on their horses. <laughs> Just taking a little <laughs> breather. It's been yeah. a day. Um, so with Gandalf's help, the very harried party makes it back to Minas Tirith. This is the scene that Joey was talking about when we were kind of in the first half of the episode, this is actually a really cool shot. So we see the big, heavy gates of Minas Tirith. They actually, they feel very, like, um, Renaissance Florence to me because they're these, like, engraved doors with all these, like, mini statues of past kings. And you can see them, like, lifting all the blocks and the little pieces of wood that stick into the ground to hold the door closed from the other side, and the gates swing open, like, seconds before the riders rush in. I don't know how they filmed that. It's super cool. Yeah, it's very good. And and here we get another chunk of horses. Um, Just to help you visualize it, these first nine that we're going to talk about pretty much, like, ride in in a wedge formation. Yep. So the first one is a um bay with a dark... Mane uh, and tail, obviously, because it's a bay. Uh, seemed like it had kind of a convex face. And this is also the first of another kind of um, tack that we're going to see a lot of, which is a lot of the Gondor riders have a long blue velvet saddlecloth. It's, it, it, it hangs down low on the horse on either side. It's this really yeah, pretty like blue basically velvet. Basically like stirrup length. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, kind of reddish leather saddle, which Joey very artfully described as oxblood leather. Yeah, just, the, yeah, it's that kind of, like, burgundy-ish leather color. Yep. And an armored rider on this guy. Yep. Um, number two is a whitish horse with a tail that gets kind of, like, yellowy blonde at the end. Um, ranger in a green cloak and darkish hair. Number three is a chestnut uh, with a, it's another ranger with a brown cloak this time. And you can see underneath, I can't really tell like what kind of clothes this is, but they have, it's like a very uh, 
vibrant forest green top and bottom underneath the cloak. Yeah. And they have this ranger in particular has short hair. Mm-hmm. This chestnut um, also has kind of a like ombre tail that. Oh, okay. Like it just gets a little darker at the, you know, as um, it goes yeah. down. If you'll, no- if you're noticing the like lack of detail and markings, it's because everyone is moving. We're pretty much seeing people like from the chest up and yeah. their faces are sideways to us and have face armor on. So until some of the later shots, we really um, don't get a lot of, we're, we're not really able to see a lot of markings. Yeah. I will note that like, while there were still quite a few chestnuts, there were much fewer chestnuts in Gondor than there were in Rohan. Rohan. Yeah. Um, An old Rohan. Yeah. Which, I mean, it, it makes sense. And it was kind of nice to see them make an effort at differentiating you know, between yeah. like the horses that Gondor ends up with and the horses that are like most common in yeah. Rohan. I mean, maybe that was effort and maybe that was just about who showed up for filming, but <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Or like what location they were in. Um, okay. Uh, horse number four is a dark bay with more of a, so like you said that that first horse had like a kind of a convex face. We talked about it being built more like an Andalusian or like a Lipizzaner. Um, and horse number four, uh, in contrast, was much more of like a thoroughbred build. Um, if you don't know what that means, look up those words. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, that's why the people come to us. <laughs> Look, an Andalusian, just, it's, I mean, we talk about, like, draft horses being big and muscular, but, like, there are other horses that are not draft horses, but that that have, like, like, Andalusians tend to have these much more, like, muscular necks um, with, yeah, like, more it has kind like of, a like, curvature throat. to the neck yeah, um, yeah. and, like, a bulkier head, um, and a thoroughbred is... Not like all like delicate and concave like an Arabian, but like is a kind of leaner, like thinner looking horse, not like through its torso, but like through the like head and neck. Yeah. Yeah. They're just, they're different shapes. They're different shapes. Um, yeah. And we, you we think never make... you know what shape a horse is, but start looking at different breeds so and they come in fucking, so many different there's shapes. There's so many shapes. Yeah. And we, that's why we never, and yeah, we're, we're painting in broad strokes. <laughs> yes. Um, um, okay. But it's a dark bay with a chest medallion and an armored rider with the, you know, same red and blue tack carrying a spear. Number the, five. The rider, not, not the horse. <laughs> <laughs> Important. <laughs> um, qualification. Thanks, Joe. Uh-huh. Uh, no, number five is a super vibrant, like very like coppery red chestnut, um, with a green cloaked rider with blondish hair. Yep. Um. Uh. Number six is kind of like an iron gray. We actually we <laughs> described this as as seal gray, but not not, not like not seal like brown. seal brown. Just like literally the gray of an actual seal. Right, where it's kind of a solid color and it's very glossy. Yeah, that's the color of this horse. Um, armored rider with a spear. Um, did you want to talk about the things that we looked up to try and describe this horse, like Ronin or Gruyo? Or did you want to talk about it with the other horse that we were looking up? Yeah, we'll talk about it later. 
Okay. Okay, bye. <laughs> uh, number seven is a white horse with an armored rider carrying a spear. Uh, number eight is a, a bay with a back right white coronet, an armored rider, and I wrote Steppy because... <laughs> I've also written doing a Steppy because where we paused it... So, you know, how we do this is... You know, we're we're looking at we kind of watch scenes through and then are are pausing it. You know, when we get to a spot where we feel like we can see as much as we can, and so you catch we're like looking at the same paused thing, and so you kind of you know yeah you, you see these weird little things. So like in the particular spot where we stopped, this horse is doing a very charming little like show step. Yeah, it's actually in the the this first pause scene we only see this horse from the back, but mm-hmm. then the camera cuts to like inside the gates and seeing the horses from the front and we were able to match this up to, you know, the these first nine horses to the first nine horses there. <laughs> don't um, don't don't get used to it. That continuity does not hold. No, but it does for a little bit. Um, and that's, it's in that second angle that we see it doing the step. But I wrote that to for, for our own continuity notes. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, it's just one of those little character things that helps keep the horses straight. Yeah. Um. Next, we got a weirdo whom I love. Just a weird dapple. It has like a, a kind of white body with gray splashes across its chest. It has dark stockings in the front, but its tail very clearly goes like, it is like kind of yellowy blonde. Uh, You described this as a high contrast dapple, which I liked. Yeah, because it was quite like white in background, but then the dapples themselves were darker gray and like Mm -hmm. pretty, like it had some dappling on its chest that was like very apparent, but then like lots of its like shoulder was more white. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, we'll post screenshots of it. It's just, I, I have not seen a horse look like this particular color combination. It's neat. Uh, it has a chest medallion and an armored rider. Yeah. Um, um and then this is where things, so th- th- these, we've been following these horses, like we said, kind of like wedge shaped in through the gate. Then the camera cuts to inside the courtyard that they're all riding into. So now these are kind of scattered throughout the courtyard as they enter you. There's also, this is not a real life horse, but merits a mention. There's a great horse sculpture in the middle of this courtyard that all these horses are kind of like breaking around. Yeah. And it's a nice, like chunky, muscular Fernando Botero sculpture, which you know is a beloved touch point of this show. Yeah. Not quite as chunky as a Botero. Especially no. in the legs, but you know, it's got this. Oh, vibes. do you wanna do you wanna talk about actually since we're like now seeing the courtyard properly for the first time, the other like great little um environmental things about the courtyard? Mm, first I wanna name these nine horses and oh, okay. then we can talk about the courtyard and then name the next, you know, the other nine in this kind of set of eighteen. Yeah, sounds great. Um okay. So I have a recommendation for the first one, which you described as being Andalusian. Yeah. I'm going to suggest Luce, which is L-U-S, which is short for Andalusian and also the name of one of my tabletop characters. Oh, great. Yeah. 
Um, number two uh, is um, Pine Nut because it's like a it's a whitish horse with a tail that gets kind of yellowy, Pine Nut colored. Oh, 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 wait, oh, wait. I'm sorry. Hold on. A, a, a thing that yellows unexpectedly, I feel like actually should be Tupperware from Rain's list. Oh, okay. Yes, we can name this horse Tupperware. Okay, loose Tupperware. Um, the chestnut with an ombre tail. Um, this is also the first of those, like, really super green, uh, ranger clothes. Oh, yeah. Um, Viridian. Viridian? Yeah. Great. Um, a dark bay. Oh, with the thoroughbred build. Yeah, who's a famous thoroughbred? Uh, like any horse. Seabiscuit? Like, literally any famous horse is gonna be a thoroughbred RN. Yeah, let's- For the most part. Secretariat? Man of War? Citation? That's a good horse name. Ruffian? Citation? Oh, wow. Yeah, like, any of the racehorse names are gonna be thoroughbreds. Affirmed! Affirmed! I love affirmed as a name! That's great. Affirmed. Wow. Sunday uh, silence. Next is the the okay. very red chestnut. Oh yeah, Titian, Titian, like Nancy, or should oh, we name perfect. it Nancy? Yeah, Nancy, it is. Nan Nandrew. <laughs> Nancy or Nandrew? Decide now. Nancy. I like Nandrew. Okay, okay, never mind. No, I mean, uh, okay. Okay, um, we'll, we'll name a different bright red horse in the future, Nandrew. Can we name the horse next to this Nan? Wait, hold on. Are we naming it Nancy or Nandrew? Let's name it Nancy. Okay. And then let's ho- name the horse next to it Ned. Okay, the is that number nine? Uh, what horse is next to it? Because it's kind of, in my diagram, it's not exactly next to any horse. Oh no, it is, it is the one that's like in a row by itself. Yeah. Let's name the one directly behind it <laughs> Ned. Okay, seven. Yeah, because Ned is always kind of following Nancy's lead. Yeah, what should we name the seal horse? Um, seal? What if we name it, um, um, Selkie? Oh, yeah! Okay, Selkie. Also, Selkie, Selkie feels like a, a Rohan name. Even though I know we're in Gondor, it feels like a Rohan name. Like, this horse was purchased from Rohan. Mm, mm-hmm. Okay, and so then Ned is behind Nancy. Ned is the white horse with the spear. Yes. I mean, the riders with the spear. Yes. Um, and then number eight is the bay doing the, the steppy. steppy. Um, Rocket. Great. Okay, number nine is this weird dapple that you really love. Can, yes. I have, have an idea yeah. for a name. Yeah, what is it? Um, I like Skechers from Rain's list because yeah. it's a weird horse and it's kind of like a weird perfect name. Yeah, perfect. Skechers. Okay, great. Okay, um, I have something to say about the color of the seal horse. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> no, I just, I I put it off before because I couldn't remember what I had learned previously and I just had to like... Give myself oh, a minute. you mean to... with your frantic, we'll do it later. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. um, what 
what I discovered is that it it and a later horse might be a a black or mouse done. Those terms are, I believe, interchangeable, um, which is kind of a, a grayish horse with black mane and tail, but it's more like, so like a blue roan um, is grayish with black points, but it's like kind of dapply or, you know, ticked or whatever. Um, and a, a dun is much more solid. Um, it might also be a, a classic champagne, which is, I guess, like the champagne gene and like a single black gene that dilutes it or the champagne dilutes the black. I don't remember. Um, and it creates a similar kind of look. Although I think the horse later that we'll talk about is more that color yeah. because it's kind of this, like, it's like grayish, but also like warm cream color. And I don't know how to describe it other than that it looks like a classic champagne horse yeah this horse seems much more solid color to me and the horse we see later seems to have more of like an overlay yeah the like other more color variants term here for i which i think is the same as the the black dun it's just a different word, although I might be mistaken now, so don't quote me on that. But is is gruyo like G R U Y or sorry G R U L L O, um, which is uh, a a Spanish term for gray horse, basically, but is like specifically this kind of coloration. Yeah, um, but they're they're really cool horses. Yeah, I feel like when we talk about like any non-standard color, it's like. The thing going around recently where we, I mean, not discovered recently, you and I discovered recently that horses have like 4,000 blood types. It's like A, C, D, T, G, A, like, I just, way off the deep end. Yeah. Yeah. And some, sometimes like the, the thing that tells you what color a horse is, is not what it looks like. It's like what's happening. Genetics. Yeah, it's genetics. We can't have access to, obviously. But you should look up Gruyo because there are some pretty horses. Yeah, okay. especially, I would especially recommend looking up Blue Gruyos, which are especially, I mean, all of them are cool, but those ones especially are like, moi. Okay, so um, this next group, this is still in the same shot, but like we said, it's a little more visually chaotic because all those horses that we've talked about are already in the courtyard and these are kind of pouring in and crossing and finding space. So yeah, uh, they it's kind not... of split around the horse statue, and yeah, yeah. Um, so I'll post. We'll post pictures of our um diagrams. So if you will, we yeah, I'll try to. If you want to try okay. and follow along, I don't think anyone yeah, is following I mean, along I'll, that closely. I'll take a picture of my diagram. I don't think anyone wants to see it, but <laughs> you you know what my diagrams are like. Yeah. Uh, number ten is a chestnut with front white socks, a back left sock. I just want to take a second to say how much my life has vastly improved by stopping, by no longer saying a rear. Yeah, just of eliminate how much it throws the word off. rear from your vocabulary. It's gotta, it's it gotta get out of here. It your quality of life, I promise you. Back left sock and a ranger rider with a brown cloak who also has those kind of bright green clothes uh, and long dark hair. 
Um, number 11, uh, which is kind of like going, it's splitting the other direction, um, is a, a dark horse with a ranger with their hair down. Boom. Okay. (laughs) 12, 12 is this horse that we are talking about. It's kind of, um, we described it as sooty. It's a dark sooty horse with a cropped tail, which we don't see a lot of in this world. Um, because horse continuity is super fake. We actually see this horse really close up during the battle scene where they're being chased by the Nazgul. But in in that scene, it gets, like, uh, swooped upon by a Nazgul. Does it? I yeah. Thought, I thought we just saw it running from behind. Yeah, and then what happens after that? We see know. them running from behind because I, the Nazgul. No, I thought they were running. Like I thought that was after the Nazgul before they go in the gate. I'm, I'm, hmm. um, hmm. I don't know. I was we not. See I stopped paying attention to individual horses when you know the Nazgul showed up. So let it flow over you in a stream. Anyways, yeah. we see this horse earlier during the Nazgul attack on the plane. Um. And this is the one that we were talking about. It's not quite as solid colored as the other one. It, Sooty is a good word for it because there's some color variation there. Yeah, I thought there was less color variation and more just that, like, it's, like, impossible to call it either a warm or a cool color. It is somehow a mix of, like, cream and gray in a really confusing way. Can we we take ten seconds and look at the screenshot of it? Okay, I I think it's... Probably best seen in. Come on. Oh. Um, oh, we forgot to mention. We forgot to six six mention, six. Hmm. Um. We forgot to mention that. Um. Selkie has a a white mark that it makes them especially easy to identify. In addition to the gray, they have. Uh, like a splatter of white over their right haunch. I'm not sure if it's like clay or if it's white hair from a a scar or a birthmark or something yeah but it like is there seems consistently yeah mm, words they're difficult screenshot 666 yeah in 666 it is yeah i see um, him right next to that white horse yeah what's going on with this horse it's darker looking than I remember. Um, maybe there's some color variation. I don't. I don't know. It's a horse, all right. It's a horse. Okay. Um. Okay. So next is thirteen. Yep. Uh, which uh, is a white-ish horse with some gray in its mane and tail and its saddle cloth looked like gray or black rather than blue um with an armored rider yeah which made us wonder if it's because so much of the like gondor livery is like it their their like color is sable and like sable velvet we wondered if it was maybe some like gondor tack or livery that we haven't seen yet yeah um yeah and then 14 uh 14 is a uh so 14 the rest of the horses in the scene 14 through 18 are kind of the back row that we see riding in um going left to right so 14 is closest to the camera 14 
is a very short little bay with back socks and an armored rider. Um, this horse is like noticeably shorter than the horses next to it. Um, it, it doesn't look like a weird perspective thing based on like where everyone else around it is. He's just a short guy. And this armored rider's armor fits really weirdly. It's just yeah, like a lot it's going on like here. it's too big for the rider, but also like the rider is too big for the horse. Yeah, it's a it's little horse, big rider, biggest armor. Yeah. Um. Did you say that it had two back white socks, and that it was? I said bag? my mouth feels like it said sock recently. Okay. Cool. I. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I did say. I, I did say with back I socks for a second. So no, you're I good. Just, you're good. Yeah. Okay, um, horse number 15 uh, is a dark bay with a ginger ranger. That's it. Yep, Gin- short hair. Ginger, ginger ranger. The ginger ranger. Hmm. 16 is, I just, I feel like I can feel the internet staring at us when we say this. 16 is a seal brown. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> and it's an armored rider with a spear and standard. Yes. Um, so... 17, which we debated the existence of quite a bit, but eventually appeared enough for us to say, okay, <laughs> yep, there's a, there's a horse there. There's um, a horse is there. Is a dark horse with a rider who has possibly a bandaged head and also like a dark, like a black scarf across the lower half of their face, but then like a bandage like around their like forehead. Yeah. Oh, 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 I meant to text you last night. Interestingly. So I was, I was going through the um, visual compendium for return Uh last night Uh and they had like a whole thing about the tower guards of um, like up on top by the dead tree of life. And those Uh guards specifically have like a a black, have like black fabric across the lower half of their face. It looked exactly like what that guy was wearing. Nice. Sorry, did you just call it the Tree of Life? Uh, yeah. Is That's that... not what that is. <laughs> I... The Tree of the Knowledge of Good and Evil, which is situated no, no, no. in the city of Minas I... Tirith. It's because, it's because I've been listening to the Wheel of Time podcast recently, mm-hmm. um, Everybody Hates Rand, and there's a, a white tree of life of Nisarora. Okay. And that series, and that just, um, okay. that just Great. Yeah, morphed that's, right that's, over. That's fine. Okay, and then number 18 is a chestnut with a green cloaked ranger riding it. Yeah. Okay, let's name these horses. Also, I love that with 17, we stand before you with months of experience to firmly say, there is a horse there. There is a horse there. We offer no other details. <laughs> no no other comment at this time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, number 10, the chestnut. For whatever reason, when we see this horse, something about it made me think about Arvin. Oh. We well, talked about this. The ranger riding has, um, like, kind of long, dark hair and seems kind of slim. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So yes. maybe something. Oh, I compared this person to uh, Kate from A Knight's Tale. You did, yeah. Um, but yeah, 
what were you gonna say? Maybe something. Yeah, I, we could we could call the horse like blacksmith or something. Um, we could. What is? Oh, Arwen's sword is named Hathafang. Ooh, or Hathafang. I don't want to give it a fully elvish name because. But what if we like took part of that? Yeah, I mean, I think like Hatha. Which is like yeah. D H, not T H, um, H A D H A, is cute. That's yeah, good, I like that. That's a good that's horse cute. name. Um, another fucking standard horse, standard a horse carrying a standard, not a standard. All horses are special to us. Wait, what? Obviously, what? Which eleven? Eleven has a standard. Yeah, dude. Oh shit. Hmm. No, god damn it. This happened again. This this <laughs> happened last night where I misread No, it's where I misread something in my notes. I can't read my own handwriting sometimes. There's parentheses and then T A N and in my head that's standard. We literally did this when oh. we were doing this. And then it this error has been transplanted in my notes. What's parentheses T A N though? Tandem with Eleven oh. from first shot. There is no eleven. Wait, eleven from like the first first shot. I don't know what this note means. Got to be totally. We honest. did talk about two horses looking like they were in tand, like like they were a tandem horse. Oh, oh, that yes, yes, th- yes. Okay, but it was like, I don't know, I don't know what what horse. No, no, no. This is, this is from, um, it was in tandem with six, um. Uh, the gray one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and- shoot. Usually I do a thing in our episodes where I write the horse names on my diagram as we go so that Oh, I that's can see so them. smart. Yeah. And I have not been doing that in this episode. And I Rip. have regrets now. Oh, no. Um, our, our integrity. Yeah, yeah, it's because we first see part of this horse in another shot, and because of th- because they're the two like dark horses surrounded by other different colored horses, it looks like two riders on one really long horse. Yeah, um, we should name this horse Tandem. Okay, great. Um, I'm gonna grab a pen really quick. I'll yes. be right back. Okay, I have. Okay, hold on one second. I'm doing math. Please, I need quiet on the set. 29 plus 7, 36, plus 9, 45, plus 7, 52. Okay. 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 Okay, so number 12 is the weird colored one with the cropped tail. Yeah. Um. Mmm. Fuck. Oh. We could Jesus because it may have come back from the dead. Uh, y- yeah. Oh, what if or, we name it? What if we name it Resurrection? Oh my God, who's that? Wait, who's that other dude who got <laughs> Lazarus? That's the one. <laughs> Resurrection Lazarus. <laughs> Resurrection Lazarus. He goes by Resurrection Laser for short. <laughs> Okay. Um 
the uh, white horse with the black saddle cloth. Um, thir- oh, 13. Mm-hmm. Um, Baragond. Baragond? Baragond. Oh, yeah, I like that. Baragond. Because he's in maybe, like, you know, the black, like, the Gondor livery. Yeah, in the livery, yeah. Baragond. Yeah. That's the name, right? Baragond. Yes. Yeah. Baragond. I was incorrectly adding Grond <gasps> is, is a thing later. I have bad news. What? Did we name so, a horse Baragond already? No, we haven't. We we didn't talk about... We'll talk about him later. So, they fucking... They did put him in the movies, except they made him the shitty dude who, um, when Faramir, Faramir and Gandalf were talking... Movie Baragond is the dude who was like, the Lord Denethor is right. That, they fucking did him dirty. That sucks. Horrible. Well, Baragond had, like, gotten his feelings with Pippin. Yeah, Baragond is chill. Baragond is not the fucking Denethor truther. Yeah. This is, this is an act of, this is, we are making it right by naming a cool horse Baragond. Ugh, good. Okay, number 14. Um... Short the, bay. The short we bay. Bad with, armor. Yeah. Uh what are what are our other what are our remaining rain names or whatever other names? Uh we have actually this might be Swarse. Mm, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Uh what do, how do you feel about the spelling of Zwarce? Is that a, an S or a Z or both? I I was kind of thinking like S W O R S E Swarse. Oh, but, you know, but I said I that I, I didn't said hear it, so I don't know. Yes, I I had a W in there. I just wasn't presenting the W as an okay. option. Okay. So, okay, I have it S Z W. Perfect. Yeah. Because I believe in maximalism. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. okay and then Ginger Ginger, ginger Ranger. <laughs> I think we've already named a horse Ginger, so we can't do that. Um. Yeah. Uh, God, here's our other redhead. This one is Nandrew. Oh, perfect. Which is yeah, the the dark bay isn't, but the the rider is. So Nandrew yeah. it is. Ah, uh, seal brown. For oh, those no. of you who don't know, Nancy Drew was like one of the pitches for her name originally was Nan Drew, and they picked that one out of like this lineup of four names. But decided to turn it into Nancy Drew, which was a good fucking choice. Because can you imagine? Nandrew. Nandrew, the girl detective. Nandrew. Punchy. Oh my god. Which of these horses are we naming Punchy and which one LaRue? Oh, wow. Um, We'll get there. I'm sure. Oh, maybe maybe the ones that are friends in an upcoming scene? Yes. Okay. Yes. okay. I'll remember that. Okay. They said, staring directly into the I camera. Okay. Um, Okay, so now we have the seal brown. Uh, we're naming that imposter because we have imposter syndrome whenever we talk about seal brown. Have we already named a horse imposter? No, no, we haven't. So. We've named we've named horses similar things about. Okay. Um, okay. The um, the one we debated the existence, existence of. of. Um, Higgs boson. <laughs> Uh, this is also the one who is bandaged and has his face covered. Yeah. All I can think about is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Oh my god. 
we'll name this which we'll is not actually horse. the same as the tree of life i'm just i'm just in my in my bible brain right now i'm sorry God. i just Get the tree of, of the knowledge of good and evil is such a fucking metal phrase yeah let's name this horse rona because the writer's face is covered oh wow okay uh just, just chestnut. go in there yeah okay we're there we've yeah. been there we yeah mm-hmm. um chestnut ranger with green cloak uh what's a ranger Strider. oh fucking what's that no not that <laughs> who's that who's that do do um it's like there's the good one and the bad one and they both have weird names oh goof goofy and goofus and gallant gallant yeah there isn't one a ranger N- no what <laughs> what's i'm sorry goofus, what isn't gallant like a mountie or something I think they're just two, like, teenage boys. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I'm I'm mashing up Goofus and Gallant with the Goofus and Gallant um, equivalents in fucking Bioshock Infinite. I should go oh, to jail. I just, okay. <laughs> I just know Goofus and Gallant because I got Highlights Magazine as a child. Highlight the horse. Great. Okay. Um, well. Wait, things- I'm sorry. Oh, right. Okay. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, you're fine. I was just like, wait, how did we get to Goofus and Gallant? And then I remembered the, the range. It's bad. Piece. It's all bad. Okay. Um, so uh. the, if you thought this was too orderly and neat for you, I have great news. The camera cuts back to outside the gate again to focus on Shadowfax and the horses around him as he rides through the gate. Um, and it looks forward and the horses that we can see in the courtyard do not match the horses that we have seen. Yeah. Either that's because enough horses have passed through the gate now that we just, we don't have any overlap, which is how I'm choosing to interpret it. Yeah. But it basically, it means like suddenly like we can't it's not a continuous shot anymore yeah so these first um seven horses are kind of the the horses directly in orbit around shadowfax in this first close scene yes um so the first one is a chestnut uh green cloaked rider the second one is a dark horse with a brown cloaked rider which you can very clearly see the raggedy edge of yeah, and this this cloak is like wrinkly. It looks pretty rough. Yeah. Uh, three is a bay. Um, this one actually has a standard. Yes. And an armored rider. Yes. Uh, four is a chestnut with an armored rider, and its face armor specifically has like wings, like the the. What did you call them? Sea wings. They're seabird wings, which oh, is right. like, yes. that's the motif, like, on the crown of Gondor, and we see it in a lot yes. of Gondor stuff. Yes, and horses four and five, which are right next to each other, both have that face armor um, with, that's like, has wings at the top. Um, five is a bay with a back left white sock. Yes, also right. the armor... The rider of five has like a bloody hand, which you can see very oh, clearly yeah. as he like holds the reins. Yeah. Uh, six. So all this has been kind of on the um, f- 
far side of the camera from Shadowfax. Um, Six is near to us between Shadowfax and the camera. It's mm-hmm. a white horse. Sorry, what? No, I just said, mm-hmm. Oh, I thought it, that was your, mm, of no, like. No, no, okay, you're good. Got it. Um, this horse has different face armor. We can't see it fully because of how it's positioned, but it looks like it has kind of like a curling, maybe asymmetrical shape and some deep detail- detailing like on the forehead. Yeah. And there's an armored rider. Seven is a chestnut uh, with an armored rider with a spear. They're mainly off the frame. We can't see much of them. Yeah, that chestnut has a slightly lighter mane. Okay. Um, um, let's name these bad boys. Okay. Um, we're going to name the chestnut with the green cloaked rider tablecloth because of my cloak as a teenager. Great. <laughs> that was made out of a tablecloth. <laughs> wow, that's great. Um, we'll name... Man, I... This... I don't like this. This feels like a call out now because the second one is the wrinkled brown cloak and I definitely had a wrinkled brown cloak. (laughs) I don't want to talk about it. I had a nicer, not nicer. I had what I thought was a very fancy like black velour cloak. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's bad. Uh, Can we name this? Can we name a horse Renfair? Yeah. I'm I'm making it a compound word. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, okay, number three, which is a standard bearer, um, and a bay, uh, is going to be... Dill. Ooh. Because I'm still thinking about Rin Fairs, including the big dill pickles you buy from the barrel. Oh, I want a dill pickle. Okay, um, four and five five both have these winged face armors so let's name them after birds albatross Um, that's what i was gonna say also and osprey sorry and what both seabirds oh uh, i suggested osprey for the second one perfect although i was thinking about pelican just because (laughs) it's funny oh that is cute we can name another one pelican okay um, we can I like name this, this white asymmetrical face armored one, number six. We can name this one Pelican. Oh, yeah. Because pe- Pelicans are kind of, they, they're not asymmetric, but they feel it. Yeah. It's like, like, it, which letters are even and which letters are odd. You yeah, know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and. Okay. And then this last chestnut. Um, we're going to name it Rhyme, R-Y-M-E, since we're talking about albatrosses. R-I-M-E. Yeah, what did I say? R-Y-M-E? I, I don't, I don't think I hear it when I speak. I, brain and mouth totally unconnected. No, I don't think, I mean, I, I've known for a long time that I don't think when I speak, but it's it's hard to be confronted with the direct proof again and again via podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. That's seven more down. Hell yeah. Um, the next shot uh, cuts back to the courtyard. We're kind of in, in the corner. Um, there's 
so many fucking horses. Um, there's a lot in the background that is really difficult to distinguish. And so we are focusing on, there's kind of a double line of horses in the foreground and we're focusing on them. Like coming in. Yes. 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 Like the door, the door, the big gate is still um, on the right. We're close to it. Now the statue, which previously had been in the center of the screen is a little far to the right. And we're, we're following this double line of horses. And this for horses nine through or eight through 17. 17. Again, this is like, we, all of these horses are counted, you know, because it's all the same 75 and we are, you know, talking about all of them as a group, just they mm-hmm. will not all get individually named. And honestly, but, but, I realized- But most of them will. I just did, I did the math when you Yeah, I was up- going to ask if that was the math you were doing. We are naming 52 of 75. That's great. Yeah, yes. Most of them are named. That's a success. Okay. So, uh- uh, we're gonna like alternate rows, so I'll take you know the first and yeah, etc. Sounds good. Okay, so eight um is a light gray. Uh, wait. Mm. No. A white horse with a light gray mane and tail. Yeah. Um, my words are not in a in a cohesive order here, <laughs> so I was trying to figure out which color went with which. You know. I did the same thing when I was typing the notes. Yeah. Um, green cloak bandaged head. Yep. I'm. What's up? I'm curious about the the. When did they have time to bandage their heads? Um. I mean, well, I guess presumably they were already bandaged at Osgiliath. It oh was like from God. an earlier thing, but yeah. like they haven't. That's like, even that's a, that's a bummer. That's. That makes it worse. Yeah. But also we haven't, like, we hadn't seen any recent conflict until the orcs attacked and, like, no one has had any time for bandaging since the orcs attacked. Yeah. Right? So. Yeah, I I think it's probably, like you said, it's it's from, it's from previous con- combat. Yeah, I guess. But I feel like that's not... I feel like the, you know, costumers were like, oh, yeah, because they're coming back wounded from this battle they were just in and did not really think about the actual, like, timeline of things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, it's visual shorthand. It just, yeah, you know how I feel about visual shorthand. <laughs> it's, it's, it's literally inaccurate. <laughs> okay. Uh, number nine is a bay with a petite rider in a brown cloak. Uh, next row, ten, um, closest, starting closest to the camera with ten, uh, is a bay with a green cloaked ranger, uh, who seems a little on the beefy side and has long hair. Eleven is a bay with an armored rider. Uh, these horses are overlapping, so we can't see a lot. And twelve, the, uh, third horse in the row is another bay, with a green cloaked rider. So wow. three three bays. Tri- triple bay. Um thir- 13 is a coppery chestnut um with an armored rider and 14 is a blue roan with a brown cloaked rider and by blue roan I mean like a like a dapple like a gray dapple with black mane and tail. Um 15 
is a bay with a green cloaked rider with uh, red hair, but this hair stood out to me because it's it's like got some nice curl to it. It's it's got nice shape to it. It's kind of voluminous. Yeah, I wrote voluminous. Um, sixteen is a bay with a brown cloaked rider with dark hair, and seventeen is a chestnut with a brown cloaked blonde rider. Are you still there? Yeah, sorry. I, you know, the cake song, short skirt, long jacket. Yeah, <laughs> that's where I was. Anyways, um, <laughs> um, okay. Actually, I would like to name this first horse Jin because I keep abbreviating M and mane and tail as oh M and T, and also it's and then you think yeah, of a and it's cl- it's white like a clear clear liquor. So Jin. Yep. Um, and, uh, we're gonna call this bay next to it, um, uh, bourbon? Oh, cute! Yeah! I like that. Yeah. Um. I was gonna say rye, because rye is a cute name, but we named We've named a horse horse rye. Rye. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Okay, my, here's my, my pitch for the, the three bays here, is that we name them after herbs, because bay is Joey, I was literally opening my mouth to say the same thing. We have, Fuck yeah. I think we have done a few, have we not done any? Okay. I, maybe we haven't, we'll have to do some searches. What herb names are you thinking? Okay. I definitely want um, thyme. Uh, parsley, cilantro. Parsley, thyme, and cilantro. You don't want to do that. I feel like we're in such the setting Pars- for parsley, sage, parsley, rosemary. Sage, rosemary, parsley, and thyme. Parsley, sage, rosemary, and thyme. Um, yeah, that's fine. We can, uh, cause there are other, there are other bays I, here. Do we, we I think row, we already so named we a horse parsley. So let's do sage. Oh, did we? Yeah. Yeah. We sure did. Um, okay. And so another then... food block with liver, shrimp, truffle, bull baguette, onion, stroganoff, and fond. So let's do, okay. um, sage. So 10 is sage. Rosemary and thyme. is rosemary and 12 is thyme. Yeah. Okay. Gin, bourbon. 12 is thyme. New thyme. Rosemary. Time. Um, 13 is the coppery chestnut. Yeah. Do you want to name this one Titian? Oh, yeah. Titian. Um, oh, and then we have this, this nice blue roan. Yeah. Um, can we call this something like ocean related? Like maybe ocean? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we... I feel like we can't do ocean next to Titian. Like we, you know. Oh. Mm. Can we call it the sea, the shining sea? <laughs> the sea, the sea, the deep blue sea. Um, <laughs> my mind actually keeps jumping to the, um, the, like, the, um, like, Homeric epithet, the wine dark sea. Mm. Mm-hmm. You... Do you want to name this horse the Wine Dark Sea, or do you want to name it like Wine Dark, or do you want to name it, uh, uh, I don't know, Tide? Let's or... name it Tide. Tide and Titian is cute. Oh my god, we have time, time, Titian, time. <laughs> okay. Let's see if we can keep it going. Um. Okay, and now we have a uh, Bay, Bay, and then Chestnut. Um. 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 Um, wait can okay can we name these two bays like terms of endearment because i because as i 
said bay i was thinking bay yeah Yeah. Um, um so like one can be i don't know darling darling and dumpling sure have we named a horse dumpling yet we have not i oh wow okay darling and dumpling yeah i'm naming um the one with the good hair darling yeah um okay and then let's name the last one cake oh yeah yes great okay uh and then things get wild again so this is the last like serious uh shot change so from here we get it changes to like kind of looking up the alley that we've seen in the background of the shots and there's people coming down and there's horses moving past in the foreground they are really 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 blurry like cannot make out individual horses other than that they are there and moving and then we get a nice wide shot of the plaza now fully full of horses everyone is kind of milling around and dismounting it's really chaotic and really overlapping so we did the thing that we've done with other like really busy scenes like this in the past where we've um kind of picked out a few like interesting and notable ones yeah because this is where, like, Faramir comes up to Gandalf um, in a scene, and, like, as he's approaching, we can see some... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, notably, we can see one previous horse here. Mm-hmm. Um, we can see Selkie. We can see Selkie. In the background here. Um, which, again, that gray color really helps, but Selkie has that little white splotch, which... It's it's yeah. so nice. Very, I feel like very infrequently are we able to like a hundred percent definitively say like that is that fucking horse, but that is yeah. definitely Selkie. Yes. Um. So there's a horse uh closer to the foreground that is a chestnut with two front white socks and one uh back left sock. Um. That has kind of a white splotch on its shoulder that that honestly reminded me kind of as of a sea turtle. Um. And we're not sure if that white splotch is an actual marking or if it's like clay or mud or whatever, but it's visible. And there's like a ranger like in the process of dismounting. Um, so we're going to name, we're going to name that horse. Uh, interestingly, I have that one as three, number three. Yeah. Same. Oh, okay. We're not going through numerically? Uh, no, it's just... I hadn't written three down, but it's the only number that I hadn't written down. And then I looked and saw one, two, four, and five. It's just that <laughs> a mystery. It was it was the closest to Selkie, and so that's yeah, where it, I it is the closest because I hadn't seen the numbers. Yet. That's fair. Yeah, um, we will name that one. Um, number one, kind of first and front and center in the scene is a really pretty chestnut, like very glossy. It has back half cannons. And a white nose. Um, we described it as standing in show horse pose, like it's it's got it's it's got tall rump, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also we were talking about this and realizing that like half cannons feels like it's only for back legs in my mind, even though I know that yeah in in Caitlin's mind. <laughs> I said I said in my mind yeah. Um, I think because there the cannon bone is so much more like visibly divisible, visibly divisible, visibly defined. Yeah, it, it's in it's in 
uh, uh, one chunk that looks the same throughout, so it's really easy to be like, ah, oh, that's half of that, and therefore a half canon. Yeah. Um, um, it's very pretty. This, the other thing that's notable about this horse is that its, uh, its rider has just, like, dismounted, and its full saddle is visible, and it is very clear that this saddle was not supposed to be visible this close up, um, because it is... It is like a saddle cover that, is that has is been that the added same horse? to someone's actual it, saddle. Is that the same horse in the wide shot in the close-up of Faramir? Oh, actually, no. I don't know. What I do know is that I wrote wrinkly saddle about this one because farther away you can see this horse. You can see that that this saddle is weirdly wrinkly. Ah, uh, I see. Um, so whether or not it's actually that horse you're you're right we see an actual close-up of a saddle on a different horse but it is the same i'm assuming it's the same kind of deal yeah yeah Um, it's an interesting because joey said there's you know there's obviously like tears to props a lot of them that we see are are like really beautifully embossed and have incredible detailing this one we see mm -hmm. over fairmere's shoulder in just a second it just looks like fucking loose leather yeah i mean it's like if you have a bunch of extras showing up with their own horses they're gonna use their own tack right and so then you need something to like make that tack fit in in these gondor scenes and so you create a thing that you can just slap over like a regular english saddle um but it it looks honestly kind of pleathery it, it, it looks like it looks leather, like bonded like, leather to me yeah it's yeah it's not great and it's it's not constructed the way an actual saddle is and it shouldn't be shown that close up but these things happen and as caitlin pointed out to me no one is meant to be doing what we're doing it flies and, in the face of and logic and reason and at, all the horse shots with this level of absurd granularity yeah and i really i do like I, like, no one needs to defend Lord of the Rings, but I do want to say, like, there's so much, like, love and thought and, like, artisan hours poured into making so yeah. much, so much yes. stuff um, that it's it's not like, oh, man, this is, sucks. It's more like... No, I mean... It's that, I think that, that kind of, like, more temporary thing, like, side by side with, like, Faramir's saddle, it just makes the difference more noticeable. Yeah, it, it stands... It stands out to me because I'm used to everything in these films looking so fucking good. Yeah, totally. You know, um, and I think in a lot of fantasy films, I'm like used to a a greater level of this kind of like, mm, you know, shoddy whatever. And in this, it's pretty rare. Yeah. Um, Okay. Number two. I have um, a really beautiful dapple with a white chest, uh, really dark stockings, and it has front coronets on those stockings. Like, we've talked about this so many times, but we are big suckers for, like, any sort of, um, like, coronets or socks, uh, like, over um, black points. It just looks so good. Um, Yeah, although these, this isn't even black points. It's, like, because it's a dapple, it's, like, it, it has almost solid like dark gray you know from above its knees down mm-hmm. um that then kind of like peters out and then there are these white coronets i don't know i mean it's very striking it's it's almost like this horse is wearing 
like thigh-high leg warmers. Oh, an 80s horse. Yeah. Um, they also have, they have that breast strap. Um, but interestingly, I feel like 90% of the breast straps that we see, um, connect. There's a strap that runs between the horse's front legs and connects down to the girth. And this one does not. It just runs, um, straight across the chest and it's being dismounted by a uh, ranger with a bandaged head. Um, and then horses... Oh, and then is three, which I already talked about. And then horses four and five are... Must be discussed a, as a group, as a unit. Right. Four is a short, stocky chestnut um, with an armored stocky rider, mm-hmm. apparently. Yeah. Um, with a, a front right coronet and front left half cannon. Um, uh, back back and... left hand, half cannon, isn't it? Nope. Oh, yeah, sure enough. You're right, because they're, they're, like, asymmetric they're really, like, in front. Yeah. Looking. Yes. And then next to it is a, is a taller horse, a light gray dapple with a taller, like, dark-haired ranger rider. And both the ranger and that horse are kind of turning toward um, number four. And they just look like friends. Like, the horses and the riders look like friends. And I like it because it's, like, this armored rider and ranger rider. And it's, like, you know... They've probably been apart for a long time because um, the rangers were off doing ranger things and, you know, and they're checking in and the horses are friends and it's cute. It's, it's cute. So um, the number four is going to be, I'm just saying this right now, is going to be punchy and number five is LaRue. LaRue. I love that. Yeah. Have the armored one be punchy. Perfect. If you don't know who punchy LaRue is, you can DM me and. Oh and, my God. Uh, DM DM please I have to I have to put <laughs> I have to put a caveat on this DM at your own discretion and be ready for some deep Nancy Drew lore red strings from this Joey This is me yes this is me with my like yeah my This is this is not even Nancy Drew deep lore this is of... Joey blazing the trail for their own Nancy Drew ARG <laughs> Um, I just, it's just weird, okay? It's, I know, I know the IMDb page can't be explained. Anyways, next up. Uh, so this is Faramir finds Gandalf in the crowd. Like we hear him calling Wait, from this. Oh, oh, okay. Sorry. I, I thought we were naming these horses before those. Oh yeah, we, yeah, we can. That two. makes sense. I just have them grouped together. Okay. So one is the, like, show, ho- show horse chestnut. Yes. Can you remind me our remaining names are Pine Nut and... Uh, Mustard James, if we want to... Uh-huh. Uh, we also have Ceviche, Canoodle, Tambourine. Oh, yeah. I'm Pine actually nut. writing these down now so I can Ceviche, Canoodle, Tambourine, that. we use Tupperware. Pine Nut, because we used Pine yeah. Cone. Yes. Um, and Mustard James. None of these are Mustard James. We have to sit on Mustard James. No, yeah, none of these are Mustard James. Um, but I feel like this horse might be Ceviche. I was also thinking Ceviche. Okay, great. Um. So in sync today. Uh, number two is that lovely gray dapple. I think the dapple might be tambourine. Yeah, that's, that's how I'm feeling also. 
Um, Man, this is so much less work to just have names that other people have. Yeah, just make our from. just make our guests do our work for us, <laughs> and then it's like all of the five hours of horse archiving that it took us to get to this point just melts okay, away. Can we? I want to save Canoodle. Can we? Um, can we name number three Turtle because the splotch just oh, it, I just see a turtle every time. Yeah, sure. And I think Turtle is a cute name for a horse. Yes. And then Punchy and LaRue. Yes. And then five is... No, that's it. Okay. Okay. And then... Faramir. Yes. Faramir finds Gandalf in the crowd. Um, You kind of hear him calling for Miss Randir, And then he weaves through on his own horse. Um, A note. We did see Faramir riding... Um, earlier in the, like, chase scene across the plane. Um, but you don't ever see, you, you really only see, like, tight close-ups of him riding. And that is because for, like, filming reasons, he is doing the, uh, like, riding a barrel thing. He is, like, not actually riding a horse. And you can see, like, a little tuft of, like, very obviously fake horse hair. Do you, I did not read that as fake horse hair. What did you read that as? Because we were laughing about it in the moment because it seems really texturally weird. Oh, no. I just was laughing because it's like we get this tiny hint that there's chestnut mane, but we never get to see more of it. Oh, it struck me. Okay, interesting. I'd be curious to revisit it because it seems it maybe just like knowing that it is a like... It is some like fake horse skin on top of a literal plastic barrel with fake hair. It looked really yeah. okay. texturally yeah. off to me in that scene. Um, That's very possible. Um, but here, there, mm-hmm. sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say, Faramir's horse is kind of boring. I wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I let's just, describe sometimes, it. Sometimes, sometimes we have. You know, like, okay, like, there's shadow facts, right? Right. Beautiful, like, white. Remind me which one that, that one is again. <laughs> That's, like, We've the, named the, so many. The white one with, like, the flowy mane and Gandalf rides him sometimes and lots of dramatic galloping shots. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Snow mane, got yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, Eowyn's horse, like, has fairly distinct, like, face markings and, like, face shape. And then, like, Brago has Brago's just you know Brago, like you know? right and like has a uh a distinct star you know that's it Brago shaped yeah um and and like Aomer has you know firefoot oh my who's God, beautiful firefoot like beautiful right yeah um and and I mean Arwen's horse is like a shapeshifter but like is generally white um <laughs> <laughs> Um, but Faramir's horse is just, like, a chestnut horse that is indistinguishable from, like, the 17 million other chestnut no, horses no, that we've no. seen No, no, no. I actually totally disagree with you. I feel like this, like, okay. kind of lines up well with the characterization of Faramir, which is that, like, like, Faramir has his own qualities, you know? Like, Faramir mm. is, a, is a man of quality who is like, overlooked. Like, he's not showy, but there's... Right, who is overlooked because he is not flashy or because he like he you know like he has a sense of who he is and that doesn't necessarily line up with other people's senses of like 
who he is or who he should be. Um, and so I feel like... I feel bad. No, no, because (laughs) I think that makes, I think that makes sense. But I, I also feel like that actually, it just being a chestnut horse, like, lines up really well with these other things about him. Yeah. Okay. But as Um, stated, it's just, it's a chestnut. We really can't see anything to distinguish it. It has Tree of Gondor face armor. You described Um, it as sleepy looking. Yeah, I think maybe the the scene we were looking at, its eye was just kind of partially closed. It's, you know, it's yeah. just a chill little chestnut. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But his his face armor um, d- does have kind of a different shape. It, like, comes to these arced points between the horse's ear and at the horse's nose. It, like, extends over the horse's nose a little. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, we you're, you're right in that. I, I can say, I can, you know, have my opinions about how it matches the characterization of Faramir, but I also couldn't pick this horse out of the lineup, so. Right, yes. Um, and then there's one other horse uh, that's in, that's visible in that scene, um, that's like a flea-bitten, you know, white-ish horse, um, that's also kind of that, like, Andalusian build, and notably, it has um, a a piece of fabric it has a necklace um that is primarily blue um that is exactly well i don't know about exactly but it's like attached the same way that boromir's horse hubris had like a thing which is that it kind of hangs like around the chest but then it's attached to to the reins so it kind of droops like along the reins but a little lower yeah, yeah. There was actually, there was a picture, there was a picture, um, in that picture I p- tweeted of the visual compendium last night. There's another horse oh, who has that same, okay. um, that same thing. We should look up, I'm yeah. sure that there's a, a proper word for that, much as, um, friend of the show and one-time guest Ben Moxon has, Moxon has told us that Chanfron is the name of horse face armor, <laughs> Um, oh right, and we, we still just call it face armor. <laughs> um, no one comes to us; they come to us for the enthusiasm and dedication of the cause, and not for actual knowledge. And uh, that's that's it. So we have to name um, this background horse with the necklace and Faramir's horse, which is, I think, going to be our hardest horse today. Yeah. What do you want to call? Let's do the um, white one first. Yeah, what do you want to... That's what I was going to ask. What do you um, want to call the, the white Hold one? on. Let me look up what this piece of tack is actually called. Rain... That's, well, that's what I'm trying flat? to find. Rain decoration. Oh, that just takes me to resin. That's not going to do it for me, you guys. Oh, man. Um, maybe we should... Decorative... Tweet and ask. I don't tack. know. I'm having some real uh, unproductive Google searches here. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that we're gonna find. I'm, yeah, that's fine. I'm sure that's. I was just hoping it would be a cool word that we can name this horse, but I'm unwilling yeah, to put that I amount of effort in, too, given that we still have to write a fucking song tonight. Not yeah. What's a cool name for necklace? Class. Mm. Oh, oh, what are uh, torque? Like a torque, torque necklace. That's not a very pretty word, though. Are those the are those the ones that like it's just a piece of metal that kind of 
yeah, sits around your neck like sits, Viking style. Yeah. yeah. Just maybe not really what this is. I don't know. I kind of um, like that. That feels... Oh, it's it's Torque, Torque T-O-R-C. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that. Let's do that. Okay. Um, And then for Faramir's horse. Oh, no, I just got pen on my white sweater thing. Oh, no. Not on your <laughs> snow level at the end of Inception outfit. <laughs> Um, is, um, okay. Hold on. So, I have a I have a pitch. Okay. It might it's kind of a mouthful. Uh-huh. What if we name this horse uh Rilo Kylie's better son slash daughter? Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like I love the concept. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um I'm just I also want it to be like an aesthetically good name. You know? Rilo. Okay, what about... What about? What about transcendence? Oh my god, get trans right in there, huh? (laughs) Well, okay, so I was thinking about, like, Boromir's horse is named Hubris, which is this, you know, like, abstract noun name, right? It's like a, a concept, and so I wanted something... I was thinking, actually, about quality... But oh fuck! Oh, do you want to do you want to do that? <sighs> we might. I was have trying to. to find like a fancier word, but there's not a good one. And I like that I transcendence has trans in it, but qu- naming the horse quality like is a gut punch in a way that I like. Yeah, yeah. I I mean I think we have to do it. I think it's. I, it's I think it also matches naming um Bormir's horse, horse hubris, hubris really well. Yeah. <sighs> Okay, so, um, that is 75 horses, of which we have named Warm-Up Bog Pine Cone, Pine Cone, (laughs) Fig, Medallion, Wick, Gravy, Suede, Hogan, Angelica, Leonardo, Luce, Tupperware, Viridian, Affirmed, Nancy, Selkie, Ned, Rockette, Skechers, Hada, Tandem, Resurrection, Baragond, Swarse, Nandrew, Imposter, Rona, Highlight, Tablecloth, Rinfair, Dill, Albatross, Osprey, Pelican, Rhyme, Gin, Bourbon, Sage, Rosemary, Thyme, Titian, Tide, Darling, Dumpling, Cake, Ceviche, Tambourine, Turtle, Punchy, LaRue, Quality, and Torque. Wow. Um, okay. That's oath number one. Kept. Um, Check. Hold on. Numbers, Joey. You're forgetting about the math. Your number one passion and mine. Okay. Okay. So our running total uh, as of the last movie episode was 630 plus our new section total of 75 is 705. Wow. Damn. Do you think we're going to crack four digits? Ooh, maybe. (sighs) Um, What's your... What are what are the highlights today, horse wise? Ooh, um, my favorite. Let's see. Uh, sorry, I got confused. Oh, Selkie is. Oh yeah, Selkie is really cool. Um, is it going to be Skechers for you? It's going to be Skechers, but like a second close up is or a a runner up is Hogan. 
Not because of the horse, but because of the rider. Yeah, that's, no, I mean, that's fair. Selkie is also very cool. It's such a, it's a really beautiful, like, glossy gray that we don't see a lot of. Punchy was really cute. Like, the the asymmetrical socks, you know, adorable. Like, I loved, yeah. Yeah. Lots of good horses today. Lots of good horses. Okay, vows one Um, and done. One and two, done. Check. Okay, vow three, song. Song. Um, The song we are rewriting today is from chapter The Ring Goes South, and it is a song that Bilbo sings softly to himself to the window uh, when he's talking to Frodo and they're, like, saying goodbye and stuff. Oh, yeah. And it's sad. Um, I mean, it's, it's sweet, but kind of melancholy. Did you, did you send me the text of this song? Hmm, sure didn't. Would you be willing to do it? Hold tight. Yep, yep, yep. A little treat for me. Okay, I am texting you these, um, and it's split between two pages, but we'll pick. Thank you. What do (sighs) Um, yeah, I, uh... Let's read it. Do you want to alternate verses? Uh, yep. Put the thing first. Okay. I sit beside the fire and think of all that I have seen of meadow flowers and butterflies in summers that have been been that have that have been <laughs> of yellow leaves and gossamer and autumns that there were with morning mist and silver sun and wind upon my her. <laughs> hair this is great but tolkien's rhymes are a little i sit beside the fire and think of how the world will be when winter comes without a spring that i shall ever see for still there are so many things that i have never seen and every wood and every spring there is a different green i sit beside the fire and think of people long ago and people who will see a world that i shall never know but all the while I sit and think of times there were before. I listen for returning feet and voices at the door. Fuck. Poor sad Bilbo. Yeah, I haven't been Bilbo sad in a hot minute. Yeah. It's a nice change of pace. Um, okay. So, uh, what's, what's our, you know, angle here? Um, that depends. Do you want to be, do you want to be form okay you know those uh like twitter grids mm-hmm. which are like uh form purist form chaotic to describe yeah. so you end up with like gravy as a tabletop right. game or yeah, something yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um do you want to be form purist or do you want to be thematic purist here um well okay i'm leaning toward thematic purist but if we're thematic purist do you want it to be like us slash Bilbo, you know, the the speaker thinking of all the horses that oh, we have ever seen? seen? Or do Are you there... want it to be a horse thinking of all the blank that it's ever seen? I was thinking about my immediate thought was a horse like reflecting poignantly on its life, but the uh-huh. like someone else it also 
Because I don't know how many can- horses Bilbo has canonically interacted with, although this could right. be a fun little, like, we can scroll back up in the names and- Okay, but it doesn't have to be Bilbo. Like, this could be, this could be Otterborn. Us. Yeah. Yeah. This could be Sam. This could be Gandalf. Yeah. Um, right it could be us I mean we've seen a lot of horses in these films so maybe it should be us talking about the horses we've seen in these films yeah I like that I also like it being Bilbo and then we just like extrapolate and like go back to our horses we named in and around Hobbiton and have Bilbo think about them because I don't think Mm. are there horses in the Hobbit I don't know like, this is our opportunity, this could be our opportunity to return to and think think about cow and mushroom. Yeah, yeah, let's let's do that. I mean, I really like it as, as us in this kind of meta level, but I think, like, that's appealing to me. So let's, let's do that. Okay. Um, okay, what if uh, we, uh, fire isn't a problem here, but just to, like, set the scene a little bit differently, what if, um... It's like I sit beside the like the river and think. So it's more it's more outdoors, you know. Yeah. What what's what's a what what is the thing in Hobbiton that people would sit by? I sit beside. I sit atop the hill and think of all that I have seen. Hmm. Yeah. Think. I wish there were a way to get horses in the second line. Um. I mean, you could say of the horses that I have seen. Oh, you mean instead of in summers that have been? No. Oh, 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 I see, I see, I see. I mean, the literal, like... Yeah, sorry. Of the horses I I have seen. The hill and think of the horses I have seen. Yeah. Yeah, let's let's do that. Horses I have seen. Um, of... Pony carts instead of meadow flowers. Yeah, uh, let's think about the the right because i was also thinking like it could be like of cow and mushroom in their field um and summers that have been well oh right sorry i i forgot it's not fields that rhymes with the last line it's yeah it's seen and whatever i would like uh do you want to fix his rhymes yes i want (laughs) to fix um oh green would rhyme there and i bet we can we can get a sentence to end in green there um oh oh if we wanted to if we wanted to yeah okay yeah ooh what if it's of pony carts and horses wait and sorry and wagons wagon carts drawn and That's wagons not a thing. never mind drawn <laughs> By horses on the, the green. green. Pony carts and wagons drawn by horses on the green. Yeah, that's that's nice. Yes. Okay. Um, and then let's do one more stanza. Yeah. Um, uh, and this is where we should try and do some name drops. Um, let yes. me give you more than cow and mushroom. Okay. We have cow and mushroom. We also have squib, which is Gandalf's cart oh, horse. Oh, yeah. Oh fuck! What we named a horse Titian in the oh first my God. episode. Oh, this fuck. is terrible. This okay, is... um, okay, that horse in the more recent one instead is going to 
This is the, the worst mistake we've ever made. Um. Oh, our T's, our rhyming T, our our alliterative T's. Tourmaline. Tourmaline. Which is a green gem primarily, but that's fine. Um, is that not a rider with green cloak? No, it's an armored rider. Fuck it. Hard. It's a gem. It's hard. Armor's hard. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Tourmaline uh, and Tide. I, okay, I need to, like, recover. I feel so. <sighs> um, can, sorry, can you, can you just, can you search for Tourmaline real quick? I, I guarantee you. Wait, we named a bunch of horses gems last time. Yeah, that's why. We did not name a horse Tourmaline. Okay, good. Um, okay. We did. Squib. Yeah, we did, we did Tishin, other gems, Tishin. but not that. Okay. Yeah. Um, Squib is Gandalf's first cart yep. horse. Um, there's also, oh yeah, Enigma and Blaze. Oh, um, yeah. Titian is the horse Gandalf rides to the library at Minas Tirith. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Clueless is Gandalf's third horse. Uh-huh. Um... And that's it for horses actually there in There were some Hobbiton. other Brie. There were like. There There's was Brie like, horses. Yeah. There was Custard. Cream, and Mouse, Cream, and Twilight. And, okay. And also, I think who's probably, that big bay? I think probably like we'll be good because we only have this one stanza and we want Cow and Mushroom and Enigma and Blaze in there. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, um, I, I kind of like Cow and Mushroom. Cow and mushroom. So I have a cow and mushroom side by side grazing in their field. Yeah. Uh, if if we rhyme with field in the last line. And I don't know about that yet. Um, but then I want something about Enigma and Blaze. Um, what rhymes with field? Yield. yield shield. Yield. Shield. Healed. Hmm. Like the way your heart is healed, is healed by yeah. seeing horses in love. Oh my god, Turbo. <laughs> um, um. Oh, oh, and then okay. I know you said you only wanted to do one more, and we're short on time, but we should do um one of the later stanzas about thinking about horses that there being more horses in the world than he'll get to see. Oh, mm. let's let's do this one and see where we are. I guess. What's another word we could swap out for field there so we don't run into a rhyming issue? Yeah. Uh, mm, grass. We can rhyme it with ass. <laughs> Enigma. Um, oh, that ass. Clover. Um, hill. Uh, We've used hill. Yeah, but not at the end of a stanza line yeah mm. um mm. oh i wonder what if okay what if it's of cow and mushroom something something grazing side by side oh that's that's nice in fact it can even be of cow and mushroom in their field grazing side by side um and then we have to rhyme with side instead of field um what would we rhyme with side uh ride how I long to ride. <laughs> yeah. How. Let's put long, longed in the past tense. Um, yeah. Like, oh, how I longed to ride. Because 
I mean, not prior to his adventures, but afterward, like he wanted. Yeah, to yeah. There, there's a, there's the poignancy adventures. there of yeah, yeah. Okay, so of cow yeah, mu- yeah. of cow and mushroom in, in their field in their field grazing side by side side by side. Enigma nuzzling up to blaze. Oh, how I longed to ride. And then we'll come back to I sit atop the hill and think. Um. Or do you want to go for for still? There are so many steeds. I think I, we could do we could do any one of those last three stanzas. I just want that return to like yeah. Um, how about and still there are so many steeds because I think and there instead of four makes more sense with what we've to um, link things. Yeah. Yeah. What? What if we did? Because I feel like the last really important shire horse that was left out is bill Mm. do you think okay what's your thought there i don't know i was thinking maybe i mean bill is not technically a shire horse he he comes back to the shire yeah yeah oh my god oh my god old bilbo sitting on a stool in the stable Grooming the parts of Bill that he can reach from there. Talking about how both of them have found their way to the Shire in their old age. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, mm. the, the thing that's going to be tough about that first stanza is I feel like it's it, it works for the poem as is, but not necessarily for our poem to end on in every word, you know. We'd have to bring it back to horses and rhyme. Yeah, with no, scene. I think, yes, we're going to make a more of a change in those last two lines. Okay. I just, yeah, we can do I'm that. I'm using the, the first couple. Um, although I'm looking at, because, yeah, um, we're, we're at scene again, and I'm looking to see what else we can do here rhyme-wise, um, or if we should change this word. Um... Oh, we could do met and yet. So it's, it's like, might oh, be kind of yes. helpful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that. Okay. That I have never met. Um, yeah. What do you, what do you want to communicate with these last two lines? Huh. There's still so many things that I, or so many, so many horses, steeds, steeds that I have never met. Met. Um, do you want a, like, perhaps one day. Um, we'll, like, we'll meet a new, although I haven't yet, or something, um, or, or more of a, like, but, like, that's okay, other people will see them. <laughs> I don't know, um, I think it could go either or, way. Yeah. Um, horses that, um... Oh, 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 um, are okay, what if we did, okay, now. for still there are so many uh, steeds that I have not yet met, um, like something, um, something, something in Elven Grey's, uh, new friends not made, like something, something, like friends not made yet, and we're, it's talking about, like, because we're talking about Shire horses, and this could be, like, the other kinds of horses in the world, like, the, all the Elfin horses are, you know, like, the Grey Elf horses, and the Rohan horses and the chestnut horses or something. Um, Does that make sense? Yes, I think so. Um, I, the other thing is 
you know, there's the line in the next stanza that says, and people who will, or wait, sorry. Um, uh, the last one, all the while I sit and think of times there were before, um, and, and the earlier line about people who will see a world that I shall never know. And so we could do like, like the, still there are so many seeds that I have never met horses that are now long gone. And those I've mm, never met. Well, we've already said I've never met, but those that aren't born yet, um, those that, (laughs) oh, um, uh, I would love, like, what I would love is to imply him meeting Bill the Pony in the future. Although I guess he met Bill when they stopped at Rivendell. Yeah. Um, but what do you think? Yeah, that could work. I mean, that's what I was trying to get at with the, like, friends, like, um, with rhyming I have not met and, and, like, not friends yet. We're just going, yes. we're, yes, I was just going yeah. for the world at large and you're going, I, I'm thinking geographically and you're thinking chronal or like Time. temporally. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, yeah. What if this is horses that are far away and, um, what, what was the phrasing you suggested for this last line? Friends I've not made yet or something. Yes. Okay. Yes. Still, there are so many states that I have not... That I have never met. That I have never met. Horses that are far away and friends I've not made yet. Unless sure. you want something else for that third line. I you know, just didn't it's, have, it's close I enough. I didn't have I, your exact words. No, no, I I think it's good enough at this point and I'm tired. So, horses... That are far away, and friends I've not made yet. Okay. Um, do you want to wow. take the first stanza and the third, and I'll take the middle? Yeah. I sit atop the hill and think of the horses I have seen, of pony carts and wagons drawn by horses on the green, of cow and mushroom in their field, grazing side by side, Enigma nestling up to blaze, oh how I long to ride. And still there are so many steeds that I have never met, horses that are far away and friends I've not made yet. Wow. Oh, Third okay. oath. Done. Take that, Tolkien. Fourth oath. <laughs> um, yes, very quickly, because I must go. Um, we have one email from... Uh, Sanrisa, a friend of mine, um, who, sorry, I'm getting to, to Shadowfax's email, who emailed us so long ago, and I'm so sorry that it's taken this long. We just have not recorded. Um, in response to us talking about what we would call the fish spinoff of Shadowfacts when we were like, let's name fish. Um, and Sanrisa says, Shadowfins, um, Perfect. and also said... <laughs> While I'm at it, another pun petition. You sometimes say discourse, but I don't think you've yet capitalized on the discourse opportunity. Hate to see a good pun go unsmirked at. I love Shadow Facts. Thank you all deeply. Wow. Thank you, Sanrisa. Discourse. Discourse. (laughs) Shadow fins. Great. Um, And that's all for 
today for episode 13. Oh my god, again, numbers. If you have questions about horses and Lord of the Rings, please tap us. Please light your beacon. Yeah. Thinking about Boy, Shadow Boy, that really Facts. lights my beacon. Boy, that really lights my beacon. <laughs> um, Next episode will be a book episode. Yeah. Do we say anything else here? I don't remember. Fuck if I remember. Um, I think it's all in the outro. Yo, you you mean you don't you don't remember our famous outro line? One horse to to rule them all. Oh yeah, I guess we do kind of have an outro line. The joke was that <laughs> yeah, we don't have we, one. Oh, <laughs> um, we, we do in fact have a famous outro line. Usually, one or one or the other of us says something like deeply awkward, and then we just cut. Oh yeah. Hmm. Huh. Thank you for listening. The music you heard at the beginning was Horse by Horse, arranged and performed by Caitlin and Joey. That's us. You can listen to it again at soundcloud.com shadowfactspod. The cover art was made by Annie Johnston Click at Dancy Naru on Twitter. I'm Caitlin, my pronouns are they, them, and you can follow me at Chalo and Behold on Twitter. You can follow the show at ShadowFactsPod and email your horse-related Lord of the Rings questions to ShadowFactsPod at gmail.com. Joining me on this journey there and back again is... Joey. My pronouns are they, he, and you can follow me on Twitter at JoeyThePrince. If you want to read and watch along, check the episode description for the segment we'll cover next time. This has been ShadowFacts. One horse to rule them all! Ha 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 ha!